unquenchable fire till it's nothing left. Revenge is the Lord of the universes. In the battle between good and evil, righteousness goes the furthest. That's why wicked men worry and spend trillions to hurt us. Committing hundreds of millions of murders. Things can't go further. Over time, the whip to hurt up. For his sheep to the slaughter. Victims of the new world order. Depopulation plan. To spread death to the land by bioengineering viruses and spraying the chemtrails. from the intelhub.com you're listening to the first 52 on RAS Radio Attention brothers and sisters take a look around we are killing the future killing the
this is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. that sound means that must mean it's Saturday there well it is Saturday December 29th coming live to you from FEMA region 4 uh, you gotta love your FEMA regions well we're going into the last first 52 of the year a good feasible possibility that I'll be doing it alone uh, technical issues on some end. I'm not really sure what end yet. But we'll figure it out maybe, maybe not. Either way, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I'll be taking your phone calls. Uh, as you all know, I'm not great at keeping up in the chat room. But if you want to share your wealth there, I'm sure uh, somebody will be in there to, to chat back with you. You can find that at rasradiolive.com forward slash chat. Or you can just go to rasradiolive.com and find the chat bar at the top. They'll bring you right into the chat room there to join us. If out throughout the evening you want to join the conversation, 941-421-0401 will get you in with us. <sighs> the last Saturday. The last Saturday of 2012. And I got you guys here to join me. Gonna have a lot of different things to talk about. I've been I've been trying really hard to to and there's a lot of news out there, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of things going on in our world. Uh, so it's not that I can't find other things. But unfortunately, it seems that, uh, you know, obviously gun control is, is uh, going to be high on our list of conversations with all these shootings we're having and, and all this, this junk we're dealing with. It, it's all out there. It's, it's all happening. Uh, and, and it's unfortunate that, that it's something we're going to have to continue to talk about. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to start off the evening with that, though. I do have a lot of stuff to talk about. And I did the old-fashioned thing again. I went out and, and, and printed my article. So I'm going to hear a lot of paper noises in the background today. Uh, I'm excited to, to be feeling better, first of all. Uh, I was supposed to have Shifty and um, Ferris in studio with me tonight. Uh, I just really honestly, today is the first day that I feel... Sp- 45, 50% better, uh, almost to being where I belong. So, uh, I, and unfortunately, my young son picked up this uh, this lovely bug that's going around that's gotten most of the people I know uh, ha- have received it in some way, shape, or form. Uh, we do have uh, um, our buddy Shifty. He, uh, he is genetically greater than all of us. So, uh, once we get him on the line, we'll talk to him about whether uh, he's caught it yet or not. But I guess we'll wait and see for that one. Uh, but needless to say, I can't. I couldn't have them in studio. I didn't want to expose them. Um, you know, with with the kid being sick, you know, it wasn't fair to have people running around here all night and 
uh, trying to do a radio show. So Lexi's not even sitting with me right now because she's in laying with him, getting him all settled. She'll be joining us later in the show. Uh, let's see, uh, Shifty, are you there, brother? Uh, I'm sort of here. Um, we're, we're having some audio technical difficulties, uh, to be sure. Um, to be sure. <laughs> Yeah, if somebody could uh, tweet me and let me know if I sound okay, I mean, I might be able to struggle through this. Yeah, like I said, you're sounding good to me. Uh, somebody say, if you're listening, please send Shifty a tweet. Uh, let him know how he sounds on the stream. Uh, he'll have to be battling with listening to me because I think it's choppy on his end because um, I know, from what I can tell, it's going out pretty good. So, well, Shifty, I'll keep you in the background there. Um, and let me know if you get anything. Just jump right in and, and let me know that somebody came up and said that uh, it was or was not sounding good on their end. <clears throat> so I'm going to move on to the first thing I wanted to talk about tonight, um, which is a saddening, disheartening thing that I, I, I saw on the news. <clears throat> Headline here, and this is out of uh, Washington.CBSLocal.com. So it would be a CBS affili- affiliate. <clears throat> U.S. soldier suicides outnumber combat deaths in 2012. And imagine that. We have our U.S. troops uh, killing themselves hand over fist quicker than our enemies are killing them, or our supposed enemies are killing them. <clears throat> so, uh, I don't know. Let's, let's read through this and see what they got to say today. American soldier suicides continue to outnumber combat-related deaths in 2012, and the trajectory for soldier suicides continue to get worse. Statistics released by the Department of Army show that through November, potentially 303 active-duty, reserve, and National Guard soldiers committed suicide. As of December 7th, Stars and Stripes reported that 212 soldiers have died in combat-related deaths in Afghanistan. The Army set a new grim set and a grim do record of 177 potential active duty cases with with 2012 coming to a close on Tuesday. 64 of these cases remain under investigation. 113 have been confirmed. In June of this year, the Pentagon reported that there had been at least 154 five, 154 suicides among active duty troops, a rate of nearly one each day. The number of suicides continue to increase despite numerous training and awareness programs put into effect in the past few years. Defense Secretary Leon Panetta stated on November 12th that the Obama administration will cease combat operations by the end of 2014, but it is still refining its timeline for withdrawal with withdrawing the remaining 68,000 U.S. troops in Afghanistan. So we are dealing with broader social issues, Panetta said in June's speech substance abuse, financial distress, distress, and relationship problems. The risk factor <clears throat> excuse me, the risk factor for suicide also reflect problems that will endure beyond war. Uh, I'm going to stop reading right there because I want to address that uh, substance abuse, financial distress, and relationship problems within the military um, really that's, that's always been a problem in the military. This is not a new problem. So I don't know why all of a sudden people decided to kill themselves over it. Uh, what are they doing treatment-wise to try to prevent this that's causing it? What are they looking at that's causing these people? We never look at the root cause of these things. Substance abuse has always been a big thing in the military. I was in the military. Everybody I know who was in the military went through some phase of drinking heavily. Um, 
and other phases that I know of people have gone through. Uh, usually, it's, it's drinking heavily in the military. Um, financial distress. Guess what? You don't get really paid that well in the military, and unless you live on post uh, under military housing, you don't make enough. You, you make what the average person makes. So, uh, yeah, and a lot of times, wives can't hold down real good, steady jobs because you never know when the husband's going to disappear. So, of course, financial distress is always going to be a problem. I'm under financial distress, as well as many of you listening right now are probably under some, some form of financial distress. And, of course, relationship problems. Well, hey, it's life. We all have relationship problems. Again, I, I, and I'm not trying to um, bring down what our troops go through. Again, I served. I understand. Um, but being in the military is going to cause relationship problems. Um, so it, it's just one of those things that really makes you, you wonder why all of a sudden all these same things that have always been there are causing uh, distress to people and causing people to uh, hurt themselves. <clears throat> so to continue with it, it's only another paragraph or two. A bipartisan group of lawmakers from both the House and the Senate are pushing for new rules that would allow military commanders and mental health specialists to ask unstable troops if they own, wait for it, personal firearms. So you can carry your gun in the military if you're crazy, but you can't carry it in the civilian world. So think about that one. The first thing they're asking, do they own personal firearms? And that's one of my problems with the whole PTSD uh, um, uh, evaluation that a lot of our troops are getting, even ones that aren't necessarily PTSD. Shift, I see you playing with your headphones there, uh, fiddling around a little bit. Sounds like the room got quieter. You with me? Yeah, I, uh, I I'm I'm catching about every second word, so it's real hard. What I'm gonna uh, I'm, I I just uh, sent you a little message down there. I'm gonna try something real quick. I'm gonna use the audio from my cell phone, and then you talking to my microphone. We'll we'll see how that goes for a second. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a cluster f of a plan, but okay, sounds like we'll try something different. I have to figure out what's going on your end on your end there, Shifty. Shifty got a lot of new toys for Christmas, and uh, I, I'm having I'm having thought that there might be a little. Uh, he's tested it a few times and it worked, but his shiny new pop screen in my face there is telling me that maybe uh, we have some other issues. Sean, uh, let me ask something real quick. I'm I'm sorry to get you off topic. Uh, the phone number nine four one four two one zero four zero one. Correct. That would be correct. Uh, that number is busy. That number is busy. Yes, sir. Nine four one four two one zero four zero one. That's interesting. Uh-huh. I wonder why that is. I don't. I don't know why that would be. Uh, if anybody's trying to call in, we'll uh, hopefully that'll clear itself up. Skype must be having. There, there must be Skype issues tonight, Shifty. If that that's a Skype number, so that that should never be busy. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I think we can either a struggle through this, or you can play, uh, you know, a ten-minute um, girl from Ipanema, and we can set up that other Iggy real quick. Uh, no, that hasn't been tested. So uh, let's let's try this. Let's disconnect this way. I want you to land. I want you to call me on the number. All right. Okay. So we're gonna disconnect with Shifty here for a little bit, uh, and. Uh, go from uh, going to continue on with our part here. Sorry guys for the on-air programming. As we move into the new year, uh, we got a lot of different things we want to try. A lot of upgrades going to be coming. So, uh, you know, hopefully we're going to move through some of these issues that we have on a irregular basis. I mean, everybody has some technical issues. So, uh, we're going to see how the 
Skype decides to work with our buddy Shifty on Landline. You there, Shift? And all of a sudden, you sound great. Yeah, there's definitely an issue somewhere. I don't know if Skype's having the issue. Um, and, you know, you, you sounded fine before, but you sound good still now. So uh, Yeah, that new microphone sounds sexy, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds real good, real, real good. <laughs> so uh, you want to? We can hang you here. You can. We can hang this up, and uh, you can try dis- uh, connecting the other way again, and uh, see if that improved. Uh, again, I'm gonna have to really look into what's going on with the Skype because that number should not be coming up busy when you're on. Um, so, so that's something we'll have to look into. But um, I I agree. Um, that's uh, that's that's a, that's a real bummer because a lot of people were looking forward to some good live radio tonight too. Well, there'll still be uh, good so live radio, so uh, we'll figure out how we're going to do it. Again, if you want to try disconnecting real fast and uh, reconnecting on the Skype thingy there, and we'll see if it fixes itself. And if you can pedal through that way, uh, that's fine. Um, but we'll have to test and see if it goes to uh, um, a busy signal while you're on there. If it oh, does. Wait, that's right. Yeah, you're right, dude. No, it kicked me out immediately. As soon as I clicked in, it clicked busy. On your... Really? All right. Well, then I'm going to be probably going solo for most of the night because I don't want to uh, make it so callers can't call in either. Um, why, don't you stick gotcha. with me, why don't you stick with me for a little bit here, and we'll uh, go back and forth on, on some things. I just got through with the U.S. soldiers' uh, suicides outnumbering combat deaths in 2012. Uh, that's just a sad statistic to even think is out there. <clears throat> you know, as we're as I've been sick and laying around watching, God forbid, mainstream media this whole past week and a half or so. Um, I don't, I didn't see this on mainstream media. All I saw was them. Uh, and every year we know we get this whole fiscal cliff argument and fear and oh my God, the fiscal cliff is coming. And oh, every year they call it something different. And every year they wait to the last second to fix the problem. And we know it's coming. And uh, I'm curious to see what else we decide to do on New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve, what comes out, happen. I mean, I know we had some drone strikes on, on Christmas Eve. Uh, you know, I guess we're in a fight war, war is war, and uh, they're going to do drone strikes on Christmas Eve and, and cyber attacks on Christmas Eve. But um, who knew that on, uh, when was this signed here? Uh, it doesn't say when he passed it. But Obama orders pay raise for Biden, members of Congress, and federal workers. All done by executive order, of course. Uh, this is from the Weekly Standard. President Barack Obama issued an executive order to end the pay freeze on federal employees in effort, in effect, giving some federal workers a raise. One federal worker now to receive pay increases, Vice President Joe Biden. According to disclosure forms, Biden made a cool $225,521 last year. After the pay increase, he'll now make $231,900 per year. <clears throat> Members of Congress. 225 to 231, is that what I just heard you say? Yep, 225 to 231. So, so we're talking about roughly, a, what, a 2.5% increase? Uh, yeah, yeah, that would be about, about right. A little more than that, I'd say, probably. Normally, I wouldn't have a problem with this at all, except for the fact that it's difficult for anybody to get any kind of pay increase right now to match inflation. Um, I know that I face that problem. I think you do as well in your personal life. Yeah, well, I get a yearly income. I mean, I definitely get a yearly increase. It's uh, it's well below inflation. Uh, I'd say it's, I believe it's like 1.2% or, or, or some stupid-ass number. It, it works out to be a quarter of what I make. Uh, or, you know, like uh, I go up by approximately 
$0.35, you know, every time I get a raise. Uh, so it's really not a big increase. Uh, and, and it's just sad to see that at this time, um, you know, they're going to threaten to, uh, with this whole debt ceiling, we're going to lose Medicaid and, and uh, you know, the troops are going to have to take pay cuts and, and uh, Social Security is going to wa- wash away all of a sudden. Um, well, then why are we giving raises to people that can't even accomplish their effing job? You know, it's ridiculous that, that if I was to go perform at my job the way our government officials perform at their job, I wouldn't have a job. And it's just, it's pitiful that people can go to work, not do their job, continue to just fight with each other. Um, it's just ridiculous that, that they, they can get, get a pay raise. So uh, members of Congress from the House and Senate will also receive a little bump. It's not quite as much. It's only $900 a year. Um, what else we got here? A new executive. Oh, here it is. A new executive order has been issued, proving, providing for a new pay schedule beginning on the first day of the first pay, applicable pay period, beginning after March 27, 2013. <clears throat> the pay raise will generate about. Uh, it's about one and a half. It's about this. Excuse me. The pay raise will generally be about a half of a half, uh, half of a percent, is what they're claiming here, Shefty. Yeah, from two fifteen to two twenty one, that's a half a percent. That's what they're. That's well, generally. I mean, Biden's was the most dollar wise. Um, the Senate Majority Leaders went from, and that's where I was just getting, went from one hundred seventy four thousand to one hundred seventy four thousand nine hundred dollars. So that's a lot smaller of an increase uh, compared to Biden's. Uh, what he get five, six grand there, increase for the year. Uh, so. At the same time, I'm I'm all about our president and our vice president being independently wealthy. Um, I think that that you know you'd be a fool to think that they shouldn't live like kings. I mean, they are in fact kings. Uh, we just call them something different, and uh, that they should live independently wealthy. Um, I don't really have a problem with Biden. I do have a problem with uh, all the congressmen and senators. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I. I... They're all pretty wealthy. I mean, even the congressmen, even the senators, um, you know, not all of them, but a lot of them have good futures. And the ones that do are really the ones that we have to worry about because we don't want um, rich leaders. We, we, we really don't. I know it sounds like it should be that way, um, but they're not thinking for the greater good of the people. Uh, people with money, unfortunately, majority of the time, don't think about the other people as their... Uh, as they're working, wielding their money, you know what I mean? Well, I think if, if the country is doing well, if there's no deficit, if if people aren't, uh, you know, if, if soldiers aren't killing themselves, and by the way, I mean, the, the reason that you don't see that on the news is because, you know, I mean, you know, if it bleeds, it leads, unless it's a soldier, then we don't really want to talk about it, because depressed soldiers mean that you don't have a, a, a strong military, and and that's not a very popular message. I mean, you can't tell many Ford ads telling people that our military is depressed. Yeah, uh, go, keep going there, Shifty. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that I don't think it's a problem to have wealthy leaders if you have a high GDP, if you have you know a, a surplus in your government. If they're doing well, they should be you know they should be rewarded for such. But to reward these guys when our country 
is on a country cliff. We're not on a fiscal cliff. Our entire country is on a governmental cliff. We are we are failing rapidly, and it's not the same thing that your grandparents or your parents or your older brother or your teacher said that America is going to hell in a handbasket. We we really are. I mean, we're we're not doing well, and everything's failing around us. And um, you know that might sound like I'm being very forward and scary, but look, I mean, they're telling you to your face that we're in big trouble, and then we can't even take you know the message that we're in big trouble and turn it around into we're going to fix this. You know, let's find a way. We're America. We're better than this. That's not what they're saying. Uh, they're, they're simply just allowing us to go off this cliff. And it's really sad. It is very sad. And I actually have an article to go along with that. Um, I, I read this article. I listened to some of the interview. And uh, it turns out that uh, our buddy Oliver Stone and Peter Kuznick both agree that... Um, the U.S. has become an Orwellian state. Uh, and I, I can't disagree with uh, that thought that, that we have become an Orwellian state. Um, what does that mean, Orwellian? Orwellian. Uh, George Orwell wrote a book called 1984. Uh, there's also a movie out based on that book called, obviously, 1984. And George Orwell... Go ahead. Wasn't George Orwell also the author of uh, Animal Farm? Yes, George Orwell was also the author, author of Animal Farm. Uh, that's not that's as, an excellent book. You should read a, 1984 if you haven't, uh, or at least watch the movie. Uh, basically, 1984 is is a lot worse than where we're sitting, but it's it's where we're leading. Um, it, it's it's excuse me. It's uh, it's scary. It really is when you watch it and you can see the cons- comparison of uh, of where we're at to where they end up, and you can see how we're in that trajectory. Uh, so I'm going to read this. This is from uh, RT. And uh, guys, I'm sorry, the past minute or couple minutes here, I've been thinking I haven't been on air, but I'm seeing people are still tweeting. Um, hold on, I got a dark match on here. He says, uh, ask any government leader, how much is a gallon of milk? How much is a loaf of bread? They will have no idea. Um, oh, look at this. It looks like we got our uh, our phone working also. We're going to take in a caller here. Uh, i got a caller here from my area code. How you doing? Who's this? Uh, it should be. I'm testing. So I told you beforehand that you were in the middle of the sentence. <laughs> Shifty's just calling me from all different directions here. All right, I'm going to hang that one up then. Anywho, okay, so, um, yeah, Dark Match, you're right, brother. Let's let's ask them because they wouldn't have an idea. Actually, i got to be honest with you, I wouldn't either. Uh, <laughs> my wife does all the shopping, so I, I don't know if that's a, a bad thing or a good thing. Uh, but in this article uh, and in this interview, <clears throat> um, it states here, Americans are living in an Orwell, Orwellian state, argue Academy, Academy Award-winning director Oliver Stone and historian Peter Kuznick. As they sit down with RT to discuss UN foreign policy and the Obama administration's disregard for the rule of law. Uh, it says here, both argue that Obama is a wolf in sheep's clothing and that people have forgiven him of a lot of... Uh, uh, forgiven him a lot because of the nightmare of the Bush presidencies that preceded him. Uh, he has taken all of the Bush changes. He basically put them into the establishment. He has confi- codified them, Stone told RT. <clears throat> Sorry. 
stone tall RT. It is an Orwellian state. It might not be a oppressive on the surface, but there is no place to hide. Some part of you is going to end up in the database somewhere. According to Kuznick, America's citizens live in a fish tank where their government intercepts more than 1.7 billion messages a day. This is, that is emails, telephone calls, and other forms of communication. Uh, this interview was done with RT's Abby Martin. If, you have, if you'd like to check out the interview, it's well worth checking out. <clears throat> So as we move here, <coughs> excuse me, guys, I'm still fighting that cold off. Still got a little bit in the chest, like I said. So uh, you're going to have to deal with, with some of that every once in a while. So I do apologize. Uh, it says, Obama was a great hope of change is the first headline of the interview. Uh, RT asks, RT asks, it took both of you almost five years to produce this series. It's this series, they're talking about... Um, the Showtime film series called The Untold History of the United States. Um, and in it, you have a chapter called Obama, Management of a Wounded Empire. You give a harsh critic critique of the Obama administration. What, in your eyes, has been the most troubling aspect of his presidency, Oliver? Oliver Stone. I think under the disguise of sheep's clothing, he has been a wolf. That because of the nightmare of the Bush presidency that preceded him, people forgave him a lot. He was a great hope for change. The color of his skin, the upbringing, the internationalism, the globalism seemed all evident. And, in the, and he is an intelligent man. He has taken all the Bush changes. He has basically put them into the establishment. He has codified them. That is what is sad. So we are going into the second administration that is living outside the law and does not respect the law of, uh, and foundations of our systems. And he is a constitutional lawyer, you know? Without the law, it is the law of the jungle. Nuremberg exists for a reason. <clears throat> and there was a re reason to have trials. There is a reason for due process. Habeas corpus, as the United States calls it. You there with me, Shift? Yeah, I'm here with you. I'm actually... Uh I think that my original idea is going to work now. Okay. That's good to hear. Uh, all right. So, RT continues on to ask Peter. Peter, do you agree? Uh, Peter Kuznick. I agree. If you look at the domestic policy, he did not break with the Bush administration policies. If you look at his transparency, he claimed to be the transparent tra claimed to be the transparency president when he was running for office. There has not been transparency. We have actually classified more documents under Obama than we did under Bush. All previous presidents between 1970 and 2008 indicted three, count it, three people totally under the Espionage Act. Obama has already indicted six people under the Espionage Act. The surveillance has not stopped. The incarceration without bringing people to trial has not stopped. So those po policies have continued. Then there are the war policies, military, militarization policies. We are maintaining that. We are fighting wars now in Yemen, Afghan. We are keeping troops in Afghanistan. We have not cut back the things that we all found so odious about the Bush administration. And Obama added some of his own, the drone policy. Obama had more drone attacks in the first eight months than Bush, than Bush had his entire presidency. And these have very dubious international legalities. <clears throat> So any thoughts on that little bit there, Chef? Well, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, what could possibly be causing that? I mean, I'm, you know, I'm sure throughout the months that you've gotten to know me, you know that 
even if I'm not for a candidate. When you say something like that, my first thought isn't, you know, that son of a bitch, that motherfucker. You know, I'm always thinking, what's the reason? What's the, the you know, what, give the guy a break and let's think about what could cause this. And I think it's it's kind of tough to really nail anything down. I mean, you know, his first real military win was May 2nd of 2011 when bin Laden died, which, you know, will always go down as a great moment in all of our lives. Uh, those of us that, you know, don't believe in hocus pocus 9-11s um yeah i know 9-11 is such a hocus pocus thing you're so right that that the official story they give us is just loaded with holes there's more holes in that official story than there is in a loaf of swiss cheese so yeah if you want to believe if you really want to believe the seal six team flew in in their stealth helicopters and took out obama or osama Freudian slip there um and then they buried him at sea in muslim tradition then you go ahead and believe that Look ahead. I, nonetheless, nonetheless, <laughs> for, for us rubes, uh, that was a great military victory. Um, they, they, you know, most of us can't take away from the guy. Which, by the way, you know, that leads me to a really good question uh, that's only slightly off topic. What, what do you think Obama's greatest victory has been? Um, winning the presidency. No, now you got to give the guy something, okay? No matter how much you dislike somebody, mm -hmm. you have to give them something. You I, have to say that they did a good job with something. I can't think of anything he did that I can agree with. I'm sorry, I just... The, the, the NDAA, I can't agree with that. Uh, continuing the Patriot Act, I can't agree with that. Bombing other countries, I can't agree with that. Sending more troops to different places, I can't agree with that. Supporting Al-Qaeda in, in Egypt and Libya, I can't agree with that. I mean, what do you want? What do you want me to agree with? I, I, I don't agree with solar-powered cars, and I don't agree with bailing out auto industries. I don't agree with uh, um, anything he's done. I mean, give me something you think he's done well, and I'll tell you, you know, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, listen, even even Hitler was, was responsible for the Volkswagen. I love Volkswagen. I, there's got to be something that the guy did that, that you can pat him on the back for. How about his commitment to uh, consumer protection? Consumer protection. And, and and explain to me how the government is going to protect consumers. Well, uh, they got rid of a whole bunch of uh, backdoor credit card stuff that where people could uh, you know get screwed with the credit cards. Because they were stupid uh, and didn't read the paperwork? How's that protecting somebody because they're stupid? So now we need to protect all the stupid people in the world. I don't think that we need to protect all the stupid people from all the stupid stuff, but I would tell you that I think it is nice that we, uh, you know, stop college kids from being able to, able to overdraft their account 50 times, uh, and, you know, and, and some, um, you know, idiots. Yeah, I, I think it's... Uh, so do you believe in personal... Or, do you, first of all, a college kid is a, an adult, so that, that argument's out the window right there. They're an adult. They have the ability to know that they don't have $20,000 to go buy pizza and beer with for the year. Um, for starters, so if you're dumb enough, if, let's forget calling people dumb. I won't even let's. I won't. I'll stop calling people dumb. Let's go this route. If there's a company intelligent enough out there to convince you that you need to pay 20% interest on money that you don't have, then they deserve to make all the money they can. If you're stupid enough to sign up for it, so literally. Outside of maybe the guy making a good steak on a grill, there's nothing that he's done in his life that you can say great for him other than being elected president. 
yeah, I mean, I, I don't know much about him. I mean, most people don't know much about him. Uh, he won't release his, his records. We don't really know where he was officially born. Um, you know, so there's nothing about the guy other than that, you know, maybe he's a good... I'll give him this. Maybe he's a good father. You know, he really loves his kids. You can't put a guy down for loving his kids, right? So there, I'll give him, I'll give him that, that, that pat on the back. Now, see, there, there, to me, uh, be it George W. Bush, uh, William Clinton, um, Reagan, Bush one, Bush two, whoever, whatever president, uh, no matter how much I might disagree with them, and I do uh, uh, vehemently disagree with uh, Barack Obama on a lot of issues, um, and I disagree with our entire Congress and our entire Senate, and um, and, and and I'm really dissatisfied with how they're doing, especially this week. Um, it really feels as if um, they're just not doing anything. It really feels as if they're just sitting around drinking some LBJs, uh, uh, you know, hanging out with the buddies, you know, and, and to me that's not satisfactory. We have a, a real problem on our hands here, uh, even though maybe it does look a lot worse than it really is. Um, you know, this still is a problem. Uh, but nonetheless, no matter how bad a president might be, or no matter how bad a whole administration might be with his entire cabinet, uh, or in the future her entire cabinet, I still try to find something in their policies that I can enjoy, something that, that I can pat them on the back for. And say, well, you're hey, trying you know to what? draw this out of me so much. Give me yours. What What has Obama done that makes you feel good? I have two things. Okay. Consumer protection oh, yeah, you said and Bin Laden. And, oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, Those are my two things. Uh, you got your two things. All right, I'll give you that. Most people would agree with you on the uh, the uh, the uh, Bin Laden part. So uh, you know, most most people believe the official story. So you know, I guess we guess we got to give him that one. I guess maybe I I don't have to because I don't I don't believe that he he got uh, Bin Laden that day. I believe Bin Laden died in uh, two thousand one, but that's a whole other story. I think it's, it's it's healthy to look at these things and try to think of of. of you know what you can pat somebody on the back for, and, and and I'm not saying it's you. It's a lot of people. I think that, that um, we've been consumed with uh, with disagreement and superior agreement that we forget to think about what maybe we don't agree or what maybe we agree with. And I think you see a lot of that coming up to these elections. But um, you know, it's it, it's it's kind of sad. Yeah, and and you know. I'm talking here like he really matters anyway. Um, if you really, if you really buy into what I buy into and what I believe in, um, you know, he's just a, another a figure, another figurehead to get mad at. And uh, you know, just like people idolize Clinton now, and you know, Bush uh, Jr. kind of like just disappeared from sight. Nobody's seen him since uh, when, when he was in Haiti, wiping his uh, dirty shaken hand to the people on uh, Clinton's back. I don't know if you saw that video or not. Um, they become no, great. Yeah, they they become uh, these high level figures, and you know they just move along and make all their money that they've made all these dirty deals all the years that they were president. Uh, then they start collecting in the end. Um, so <clears throat> it's just how that works. I want to continue with the uh, uh, Oliver Stone interview here. <coughs> Excuse me. So the next title on the uh, the headline here is uh, "We are all ultimately watching ourselves." So Peter comes out saying, "We complained during Bush years that Bush was actually conducting surveillance without judicial review. Obama is killing people, 
targeted assassinations without judiciary review. That, too, that to us is obvi- obviously much more serious. RT. You also, Peter, or you also covered Pearl Harbor, which of course led to the international internment of Japanese American citizens. Now, did you know that, Shifty? No, I didn't. Um, next time we're together and we have some time, i got a movie we're going to watch. Uh, in the 1940s, Japanese American citizens were put into concentration camps within the United States borders out of fear of espionage. Wait a minute. Are these by any chance the same ones that George Takei was placed in, the internment yes. camps? Yes. He talks about every single time he's on the Great Stern Show. Yep, absolutely. Okay, then I do know about this. Yeah, but so I didn't know that it was because of espionage. I thought it was um, I, I thought it was because of just because of the war. You know, they were Japanese. <laughs> but they were American citizens. So what would why would they have to be put away? They're American citizens. They were afraid of them spying and performing espionage. They wanted control of people they were fighting. I guess you're right. I hadn't even uh, I hadn't even thought about it. I just uh, you know I guess I I never really put any thought into it. You succeed like when I disappear and I go to my FEMA camp. You're gonna go. Oh well, you know we're at war and he didn't believe in why the war was going on and maybe he was working with Al Qaeda. Maybe he was actually one of the bad guys. <clears throat> yeah. See how I'm gonna disappear now, Shefty. I probably won't think about it either. I'll probably just come over to your house and take your equipment and uh, keep Rap Radio Live going. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you wouldn't be able to do it at that point in time, man, unless you uh, sign a, a contract with the government saying you're only going to propagate government propaganda. Well, what if, what if you really are one of the bad guys? Then they'll just come and take you, and I'll just, you know, pat your wife and your kid on the head and <laughs> move and along. Throw a cheese sandwich once in a while. We'll be okay. <laughs> throw a cheese sandwich. Thanks. They would be coming with me, or we'd all be dead either way. So um, <laughs> I'll be dead before they get me out my door. Don't worry. <clears throat> uh, so where was I? Oh, American citizen. Uh, I do not think a lot of people acknowledged that once again un- underreported aspect of really what that meant. When you look at the surveillance grid in America today, it almost seems like an open-air internment camp where they do not need to intern people anymore because we have grids set up in place. What do you think about that? And this was RT, uh, Abby Martin, questioning uh, Peter Kuznick. The U.S. government now intercepts more than 1.7 billion messages a day from American citizens. That is emails, telephone calls, and other forms of communication. Can you imagine 1.7 billion We've got this apparatus set up now with hundreds of thousands of people, over a million of people, over a million of people with top security clearance in this kind of nightmarish state, this 1984 kind of state. Uh, Oliver Stone continues with one million top security clearances. That is a pretty heavy number. In other words, we are living in a fish pond, and I think the sad part is that the younger people accept that. They are used to the invasions, and that is true. How can, you fo- how can we follow the lives of everybody? But the truth is that we are all ultimately watching ourselves. It is an Orwellian state. It might not be oppressive on the surface, but there is no place to hide. Some part of you is going to end up in a database somewhere. So you, you just The <coughs> 1.7 billion number that you gave, that was per year? Uh, yeah, uh, no, per day, I believe it was. Uh, uh, yeah, 1.7 billion messages a day. Okay, if, then then at 1.7 billion messages, okay, 
divided by 300 million citizens is 5.67 per day. Okay. Or, uh, about 1,500 to 2,000 a year of your own messages every single year. How can that be accurate? Well, because, remember, it's an average of 1.7. They're not going to be listening to everybody. You're doing a figure with a number with, you know, maybe uh, out of that what was it, 300 million, there's a population approximately in the United States. Shifty? So, Shifty. Approximately yeah. 300 million in the United States? Yeah, we corrected 300 million last year, so we're probably around 315, but I use 300 as the number. Right, how many of those people actually have a cell phone? How many of those people actually use the Internet? How many, you know... Uh, how many of those people even ever use a phone? Maybe you know some people go two, three days without using a phone. You, you might think I get eight million messages a day, but there are a day I might not get one message on my cell phone. You know, I might That's get a scarier now that you say that. I mean, now now I'm thinking that if the average guy has five point six, then I mean I must be around eight or nine. I mean, uh, uh, does so, the government get that picture of my dick that I sent with the watch on it? That might have. That was a tiny watch. What, did you have a, a, a Barbie watch on? Yeah, I wonder if that floats around the Pentagon. Look at this fat white guy. <laughs> the Barbie watch on his penis. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. All right, let's move along. Um, so the next headline here is, U.S. fears things we fear the rest of the world. Um, what? U.S. fears things we fear the rest of the world. Okay. Uh, PK. When I say PK, we know it's Peter Kudznick, and when I say OS, it's Oliver Stone, and RT will be Abby Martin. So I don't have to keep explaining that every time I do this. Um, and it can be oppressive on the surface. One of the things we feared after 9-11 was that if there was a second serious attack like 9-11, then the Constitution would be gone. The crackdown would be so outrageous at that point, and there is still the obsessive fear. The U.S. fears things. We fear the rest of the world. We spend as much money on our military security intelligence as the rest of the world combined. Do we have enemies that we fear, that we feel so threatened by? Do we really need this anymore? Is this what our priorities should be? No, we think not. We want to turn that around. Uh, RT, the efferitions, effer, sir, oh, wow, this is going to be a long one for me. I know you guys love when I can't say my words, so I'm going to try really hard for you. Uh, the... <laughs> The word's duh, Sean. Duh. Yeah, I got past the already. (laughs) Eviscerations, thank you, of the rule of law. And I'm thanking myself, nobody's here. So, the eviscerations of the rule of law, especially the National Defense Authorization Act, which eradicated due process, are basic fundamental freedoms in this country. I wanted to bring up another interesting point that really stuck me in the film series. That really struck me in the film series which are the kamikaze pilots. They were brave. That was the bravest act that you could do. And then I can't help but think of Suicide Bomber today and Bill Maher. He goes out and loses his show for saying these people are brave. And you have people like Ron Paul get up there and talk about blowback as a reality and he is ridiculed. How did we get here? Where... The discourse is just so tongued down, we can't even acknowledge a truths such as that. <clears throat> uh, OS. Prim- pr- primitive, of course. There has been a blind worship of the military and patriotism. 
I strongly believe in the in a strong I be, strongly believe in a strong military, but to defend our country, not to invade other countries and to conquer the world. I think there is a huge difference that has been forgotten morally. Once you take away, once you take the laws away, as Einstein once famously said, the country does not obey its laws. The laws would be disrespected. So it seems that the fundamental morality has been lost on us somewhere on the way, rec- on the way recently, and now it is what is effective. Can we kill Bin Laden without having to bring him to trial? Can we get it done? And can- and that get it done mentality justifies the ends, and that is where countries go wrong and people go wrong. All our lives, our moral equitations, does this and just does. The end justify the means. No, it never did. Uh, and that's a that's a big question there, um, and a big thing when he talks about morality of our country and where the morality in our country has gone. Does the ends justify the means? Does taking our moral values out of war and killing people with drones, killing multiple people? innocent people, people had nothing to do with anything just to get one guy and and most of Americans find that okay and it's not okay it's not okay to kill people that didn't do anything to you it's not okay to kill a 16 year old boy because his father was an apparent terrorist leader guess what, that 16 year old boy was an American citizen alright, I'm talking about Alwar Alawaki's son Killed by a drone strike in Pakistan or Afghanistan or whatever stand it was in. We don't need to be there. We shouldn't be chasing people around the world. And we shouldn't be allowing false flags to predict and control what our country does. Um, I really like that interview with them. Uh, Again, if you, I know a lot of you listening have already either seen or read 1984. Uh, If you haven't, it's well worth at least even the Cliff Note version. Uh, or the movie is a, it's an old movie, uh, but it, it's really well done. It's a British movie. It kind of reminds me in the beginning of Pink Floyd: The Wall. It's a lot of like uh, you really feel like you're in Pink Floyd: The, the Wall when you're watching it. Uh, any thoughts, Shifty, on morality? You know, I think that uh, we are in a situation where we're using these drones entirely too much and um, you know like almost every time we talk about something like this and like I've said a couple times this hour you know when when we talk about things like this one of the things that I sit here and always ask myself is you know why and where's the justification and uh, the thing that stuck out to me in that story was I'm not really sure why we're still in a lot of these places and um you know, if I had a good, strong reason as to why um, the ends would justify the means, maybe. Uh, but I don't even know why. So how can ends justify what means? And, and what is the end? When, when does the end come? When, when do we get I to the end? I thought I thought uh, Bin Laden being dead was the end. Right. And, and well, I mean, I guess I said that backwards, but how can, you know, what ends justify these means. I mean, it, because the thing is, is, it's not even when do we get to the, you know, this end. The question really is, what the fuck is the end? W- what is the goal? I, 
I'm not sure that I understand that to defeat terrorism, to defeat oxygen, I, I, I don't understand. I mean, it was, saying that you're going to defeat an idea is like saying that I'm going to go score... I, I don't even know. I mean, you... you it's it's not even a correct idea. It's like using incorrect syntax. My head just explodes. <laughs> well, you can't. First of all, you can't defeat an ideology. You can't defeat the belief system of people. If you're trying to fight somebody's belief system, you're never going to win. The best way to win that battle is just to leave them alone and let them destroy themselves. If their belief system is that bad, let them destroy themselves. You know, you don't have to be there. We don't have to to, to try to stop them. It's just not how it works. Um, well, time has shown they're not going to defeat themselves, though, Sean. Uh, you know, look, these people have been doing what they do for far, far longer than people have been praying to Jesus. And there is nothing that anyone can do to stop them from thinking and feeling the way that they do. And the truth of the matter is, is it's not the Muslim world, and it's not the Arab world. It's a very small percentage of these worlds. And it's their right to act and feel however they want in their country. As long as they're going right, to do it there, let them do it. Who cares? But, but the violent way in which they've acted against us, uh, uh, you know, allegedly, um, I'll just say so I don't get yelled at. Um, <laughs> getting you know, smart, the, Shifty. The, what they've done... I'm sorry? I said you're getting smart on that one. I won't yell at you well, since you said allegedly. I'll, I'll let you go with that one. Well, and, and <laughs> you know, I'm going to pre-record a disclaimer to play at the beginning of each show. <laughs> As I'm saying allegedly, so you won't yell at me. But the thing is, is that you know, let's say that this really did happen. It's still just a very small percentage of these people. And I got to tell you, I think that at this point, had these folks been able to look 12 to 13 years in the future, I think we're about 12 and a half years away from it, or 11 and a half, something like that. I don't know. I don't want to do math right now, but you know, we're we're a long ways away. About 11. Uh, I know. And a half. I, my back hurts a lot more than it did on 9/11. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, and, a lot older and, now, right? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a lot older and 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 uh, probably a little less wise. Um, but the thing is, is, I think that had the, these folks been able to look into the future and said, okay, you know, what's going to happen here? I, I I think that they would have much rather taken an option that said, you know, have America decimate us today and get on their TV and say, fuck with us again, and this is going to be ten times as bad next time. Right. And I guarantee you, it wouldn't have happened again. Well, it'll never happen again uh, by them because we were actually the ones that orchestrated that. Hey, guys, you're listening to First 52 on RazRadioLive.com. Uh, we'll be back after a quick little break here. If you want to join the conversation, 941-421-0401 or join us in the chat box at RazRadioLive.com.
What's up, everybody? This is Frank Castle from Heist Click, and you're listening to me on the first 52. Are chemtrail geoengineering programs changing our weather and destroying our environment? Why in the world are they spraying? They want to create a storm in the southeast, then they'll start engineering out over the North Pacific. That's where the trailies will be. Find out why critics are calling Why in the World Are They Spraying? The most important film that is revolutionizing the environmental movement. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's just going to get worse until the point where we're not going to be able to grow anything at all unless it's a Monsanto genetically modified abiotic stress resistant seed. Why in the world are they spraying? New international version with languages available from around the world. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's all about money, and weather is another form of commoditizing, the way the Central Command Group can commoditize another form of our life. Why in the world are they spraying? And if you control the weather, you're going to control the planet. It's that simple.
<laughs> I forgot that was in, that was at the end of that one there. I want to welcome everybody back to the first fifty-two on RazRadioLive.com. It's been a uh, interesting little break there. I'm trying to work things out. Sorry about the longer uh, longer breaks there. Sometimes you just need to do it to to get some housekeeping taken care of, though. Guess who might be here with me? Lexi. Hello. Am I here? You are here. Am I? Okay. Yeah, always having lovely, lovely, lovely issues. Hello. There we go. That's a little better. Hello. 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 There you are. Get on that, baby. After the new year, we're going to have some new equipment, new things going on at Raz Radio Live, so... uh Lexi should have her own, very own special microphone. No more Sparkle Studios. <laughs> no more Sparkle microphone. There are people out there that are going to fight that tooth and nail and continue <laughs> to call it Sparkle Studio. And those in my, and no, those I'm mentioning know who you are. Uh, well, that was a energetic, thought-provoking first hour, I would have to say. Uh, honey, I know you missed most of it. You were dealing with our... Happy-go-lucky child who's fighting this cold himself right now. Uh, <laughs> so special. That, it's special. Uh, we talked a lot about. Um, what did we talk about, Shifty? Oh wait, yeah, did I turn you up? Oh, I got your turn. responsibility and uh, why you should uh, maybe find something you like about your president, and uh, <laughs> basically how I'm a piece of shit. Uh, what we always talk about. Yeah, that, that about sums it up. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. A piece of shit, left shifty. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? <laughs> that's about where we ended. <laughs> Are you serious? We'll comedy out of you one that's day. Where it, that's where it stopped? What, yeah. shifty being a piece of shit? Yeah. yeah. Did you say we're going to get comedy out of me one day, shifty? Hey, listen, you know, if it always stops in my life, if it always stops with me being an asshole, then I've won. <laughs> You've won being an asshole, eh? I, hey, if you got to be good at something... Be good at it. I guess, yeah. You know, you really want to strive to be the best you can at whatever it is, even if it's being an asshole. So, hey, listen, the biggest asshole on earth made millions of dollars. Remember Sam Kinison? Guy was an asshole, did great. Oh, oh, oh! I used to love oh, that guy. Man, I so <laughs> wish my actual microphone was working right now. Be wonderful. I, can, I can actually do that, by the way. Oh, can you? Yeah, yeah don't, really no, no, don't, 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 don't. Let's not do that right now. Please, let's not do that right now. All right. Oh, it would overmodulate and sound like hell over a cell phone. Yeah, I'm sure it absolutely would. Was that you tweaking in the background there, Shifty? Uh, that would be my uh, famous flip flop. Sorry. Oh, was that your flip? Oh, that might have been Lexi's phone. Honey, make sure your your things turned off there, baby. It wasn't. Oh, that wasn't. No, I thought you said flipping. I was like, no, yeah, I got a bloop. I didn't know if uh, the bloop bloop was on my end or your end, but then I remember you're on your cell phone again. <clears throat> So, a nice little article here. This is actually from our uh, our lovely state of Florida, and it's from copblock.org. Guilty until proven innocent. Guns, kids, and Florida Department of Children and Families. <clears throat> oh, oh, uh, remind me, I want to talk about shade after this, Shifty and Lexi. Um, as Jeff Gray greeted his son excited exiting the school bus, he could tell something was up. Soon after... Jeff received a call from Colleen Hagman, who invited herself to his house. It was then that Jeff was told he was under investigation due to a call made to the hotline for Florida's Department of Children and Families. Children and Families. 
The caller, who is identify, whose identity was kept secret by Colleen, accused Jeff of owning and shooting guns. Despite being thrown into such an undesirable situation, Jeff, who's no stranger to making trans making transparent the actions of those who claim to serve and protect, recorded the interaction. Colleen told Jeff that before she called him, she not only visited his son Marcus in middle school, but he also went but she also went to nearby elementary school where he, she spoke with his two younger children. So now this woman has spoke to all three of his children without his permission, keep in mind. <clears throat> uh, her actions, she justified, were due to, reported generated, to a report generated by the DCF hotline, a 24-7 that Colleen herself noted was constantly taking phone calls about any concern. Though Colleen attempted to lessen Jeff's rightful dismay at the situation by differentiating between good calls and false reports, the full text of the hotline-generated report as taken by her colleague was merely, Dad has lots of guns in the house. Dad shoots the guns out back. He has lots of guns. Police come to the house to see Dad and protect Marcus, Melissa, and Michael. Less than three dozen words were supposedly sufficient to reach the standard of a good call and thus grounds for Colleen to act as she did. Also, also, Colleen failed to follow up with the local police to see if, in fact, there had ever been respo- if they had ever responded to Jeff's house due to any firearm-related issues. It seems like that would be, of course, a course of action to take prior to talking with Jeff, Jeff's kids and showing up at his residence. But then again, Colleen works for a coerced-based monopoly and does not have to satisfy customers. So why bother, right? <clears throat> According to the DFS website, any allegation of any allegation a child was abused or ne- neglected by a caregiver will be investigated. When parents can't do or won't protect their children, the Department of Children and Families steps in to help. The report cited by Colleen mentioned nothing about abuse or neglect. It only referred to firearms. Is owning guns a crime? Is it grounds for some unknown bureaucrat to disrupt your child's lives and perceive you guilty on some proven innocent? Also, Colleen communicated to Jeff that he'd never been told that he'd never be told of the caller's identity. Uh, Doesn't he have the right to face his accuser? As Jeff noted, I believe this is a malicious attempt by someone to harass me because this baseless allegation that I do not shoot my guns in, in this neighborhood. I am very safe with my children with my guns. Like I've said, they've been through the Eden Eagle course, Eddie Eagle course. They know about firearms and firearm safety. And I don't do anything to endanger my children. And now I've got DCF in my house. Just because you guys got a 1-800 hotline that somebody can call and it is anonymous and they can just give whatever they want to. What are the ramifications to this inquisition by Colleen, who thought she may claim, who though she may claim actually believes she's doing noble work, is so per- perceivably incentivized that families like the Grays, and according to DCS figures, 15 to 20,000 other families are investigated each month. 15 to 20,000 families are investigated each month. In the state of Florida? In the state of Florida. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> Might it be likely that good families aren't 
just investigated by their local government agent, but in some cases ripped apart, especially when considering that Colleen and her colleagues act with even less accountability and oversight than, the, than those folks wearing badges. Do you desire that actors operating in a claimed monopoly provide you with food, safety, the same inherent faults that would apply to those goods and services apply to those areas of protecting kids. Yes, it is. Yes, it's desirable that kids not be neglected, but the incentives inherent in the DCF model, a monopolistic structure based on violence, only points to metrics like calls taken and investigated, which fuels mission creep and the harassment of good people, such as Jeff Gray and his family. Despite unfound contact, Jeff later communicated to me that, under the circumstances, I could have asked for a more fair and understanding person than Colleen Hogan. It's just, it's scary that those 12 words uttered, or uh, was it 12 words? Less than, I'm sorry, less than three dozen words justified an investigation by DCF in the state of Florida. And there's nothing in there that said he beats the living hell out of his kids in the backyard. He just it just says that he had guns and he shoots them. Unbelievable, unacceptable. It's not the way. Well, it's not the way our system is is. It, it, it's just not right. It's not acceptable. Well, that that being said, um, I, I do take issue with one thing that was said in this article. And that is um, the accuser on the telephone mm-hmm. is not the accuser. Um, the accuser is the state of Florida. Um, and I wholeheartedly believe that anonymous tips are uh, keeping children safe throughout this entire country. Um, I know because, uh, you know, I, I've, I've known people that have had to call DCF on behalf of children and they're oftentimes people that are very close uh to the person who is responsible for the you know uh, bad things happening to children um and uh you know not all bad things that happen to children are you know they're beating the kid or whatever sometimes it's a mom who's you know out uh you know whoring around and drinking and going crazy and the house looks like hell and there's roaches crawling up the floor and uh, you know, and, and and the children are malnourished. And, and where, where's where's the parents? Where, where's the parents of the mom? Where's the father? That's what I'm saying. That sometimes that's the mom, and and so where's you know, the parents of the mom? That is just. I'm sorry. Where are the parents of the parents? Well, and that's the thing. Sometimes they're not there. Sometimes they're dead. Sometimes they're gone. Where's and aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters? Right, but sometimes it's those brothers and sisters. Sometimes it's it's those parents. Sometimes it's uh, you know somebody who has been trying to communicate with this person that you know some things have to change and 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 things aren't changing, or maybe they're out of state. Uh, you know, and and these people need a way to be able to make sure that their uh, their their nieces, their nephews, their grandchildren. Uh, they're ne- uh, you know, they're they have a way. It's called a car. They drive to the house. They take the child. They go get your shit together, and you can have your kid back. That's how, that's it, how works. it works. Though, because then that's kidnapping. Now, if the parent's not doing things properly, the last thing you want to do is put that child in the system. If I had a, I, I would just. You don't want your children in the system. You don't. You don't want DCF taking your child. You know, a lot of people don't understand that. 
that uh, there's something called white sex slavery in this in this world, and a lot of that, you know, a lot of these DCF organizations, you know, we think they're government officials, but they're private companies. A lot of them, and I don't know about Florida, but I know a lot of states are like that. You know, do you really want a private company taking care of your kid? Now, how many kids remember, die in foster care every year? Remember that a lot of times that when one of these family members or or one of these friends calls DCF, uh, it's not necessarily to get the children taken out of the house. It's to scare the shit out of the parent and get them to think about what they're doing. And if the child were maybe to get taken out of the house, um, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of these calls that are made by people that would be willing to take those kids, you know, in the long run, uh, you know, if something were to happen. And I, I think that it's important to allow these people to remain anonymous. So I, I don't think that you have a right to... You have uh, a... By the Constitution your, of our United States, you have a right to face your accuser. But see, that's the thing, is the accuser, by law, is not the person that calls DCF. Yes, it is. It is They're accusing it them is. of doing something wrong. How, how is that not the accuser? The, the enforcer is DCF. DCF is not the accuser. DCF is the enforcer. The person making that phone call is accusing you, whether it's true or not true, they're accusing you of doing something wrong. But that's why DCF conducts their own investigation. Because of the investigating uh, unit. Right, because, because that, that's what, how they become the accuser. They don't just come and take your kids out of your house unless they find something that's, that's wrong. They come there as an investigator, and they're more than welcome to come to my house tomorrow. And I'm fine with that. It's not going to bother me one bit because nothing goes on here that shouldn't go on. But because maybe I'm not a good housekeeper, so I got rats running around my house and maybe some cockroaches. That means, you know... Hey, listen, if you have cockroaches and rats, you shouldn't have children. I, that, who's to say that? Who is to say that? You? You're to say that? Maybe I love my yeah, children yeah. with all my heart, but I'm just a dirty person and I don't make a lot of money, so, you know, my house is a mess. So yeah, I don't love my children because they live in a messy house? To the point where you don't have rats? I'm just making a point. I'm just making a point. Some people, you know, you li- there's there are people out there that love the hell out of their children, love the hell out of them, T- treat them well. They don't have any money. They don't have any. Uh, they they just don't care. They live in filth. The rednecks. They live in a trailer. They don't care, but they love their kids. They would never harm their child. But I, I submit to you that they are harming their child. If there's rats and roaches in their house, how? If their house, if their house is that disgusting. That they don't have a bed, or, or you know, that's 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 you know, neglecting your child by not taking care of the things that are around him enough to not have rodents that could bite him in his sleep. Yeah, this is hurt for a little bit. Are, are you crazy, <laughs> Lexi? So what do you have to say? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to live with rats or roaches, but to <laughs> each their own. I suppose there are some third world countries that aren't afforded the same amenities that we have that love their children dearly, but they're subjected to filth and utter chaos, and there really isn't much they can do about it, but it doesn't mean they don't love their kids and that they should be taken away from them. And I'm sure there are sections of these United States where people are subjected to the same means, and it doesn't mean that they're bad parents or they don't love their kids, but it is what it is. But, but... I mean, I don't want to live like that. I don't want my child to live like that. And I certainly wouldn't put him, you know, in that sort of an environment. But, you know, what... That doesn't make me, you know, better than everybody else. I mean, that I I can put the hammer down and say, well, this is how it's going to be. But do you really need money to ensure that there's not rats running around in your bedroom? 
I remember actually my mom had a house on a farm in Georgia and my mom's, you know, pretty clean in her household. And uh, during a rainy season, the farm rats would come in and get into the attic at night. They'd, they'd come off the fields, it would get cold, it would get rainy, and it was all clay out there. So they'd, they'd come in for shelter and something to eat and I remember going in the kitchen one night and one like scurried across the foot across my foot and freaked the hell out of me it didn't mean she ran a dirty house or that she didn't love me it was just circumstantial to the environment around us yes well, she but, put but, out but, rat traps and managed to finally get rid of them but it took a while <laughs> but Lexi I mean I'm not talking about you know we've all seen a rat in our well maybe not a rat but we've all seen a mouse in our house uh, uh, green eggs and ham I am I am um, we've all seen a, a mouse in our home, and, and we've all seen a. Certainly, we've all seen some cockroaches in our home here in Florida. I'm not talking about, you know, DCF comes into a house and they see a cockroach and a, and a, and a mouse, and all of a sudden, you know, the kids living with, you know, Uncle Phil a lot, you know, in, in Jacksonville. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the house that is just disgusting. The house that is is crusted with shit everywhere. And, and, and there's cat feces on the ground, and the entire place reeks like cat piss. And you can barely walk into the place without gagging a maggot. I mean, ah, that's what I'm talking about. I re- actually, I remember a circumstance like this with some people that had moved out that you had to take care of. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. and did you think that those people deserve to have children with them? <sighs> I don't, of course they, I don't think they had deserved to have children. Absolutely they were, not. They were young kids. And their child was poorly fed. Their house was absolutely a sin. It was. But does that mean I want that child to live under DCF? No. no. What What ended up happening were the two parents yeah. ended up getting arrested for being dumbasses, and the two grandparents split custody and took care of the kid, and the kid's perfectly fine. And DCF was right. never involved. Never. Okay, but 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 when when DC when nothing ever happens for years on end, and children continue to live like that, don't you think that? That somebody ought to, you know, at least intervene. I mean, DCF isn't there to take kids away. It's not the Take Kids Foundation. Um, um, you know, they're there to help families and and children. Uh, you know, and and to protect children and to protect families. You, they're you, not there to. That's what that's what they want sold out there. And yes, you know, the, just like with the TSA, there are people within the DCF organization. So please don't come knocking down my door if you're listening. There are people within the DCF organization that are out there to try to do good. That is their goal. Uh, they're not the leaders of the organization. They're not the higher ups. Uh, most of the time, and, and this is going to sound crazy, but in this, in the exact situation Lexi was just telling us with the person that was living here in the apartment complex we live in and I work at, DCF showed up and the cop said, you know, well, first of all, the cop came because it was an eviction and uh, they weren't there. They'd already left, but they just left everything there. And the cop, you know, uh, my new boss at the time was just like, wow, this is disgusting. And she was only an assistant at the time. And the cop looked at her and said, actually, I've seen a lot worse than this. And it was bad. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, each corner of the room had a um, a jar, open jar of peanut butter with a spoon in it, and that was basically the kids' food uh, spread throughout oh the God. room or throughout the apartment. It was really sad. Yeah, it was a sad situation. And DCF came and took pictures of the place, and they said, you know what, there's really not, this isn't that bad. I'm, I'm familiar, uh, you know, with a couple situations that are similar to this, and, and you're 100% right. And that I guess that's... And a, Part of the reason why I really defend this situation, not not really the situation, because I really don't think DCF should have been involved in this. 
but I defend the fact that the state says that you know these people aren't the accuser, and we need to uphold the rights of those that want to call, uh, you know, and and leave anonymous tips because I believe that. Uh, but see, so the problem of the anonymous tips are good-hearted, uh, you know, good the pr- intentioned. The problem with anonymous, though, Shifty. The problem with anonymous tips, though, and this is the problem with it. No, it's just like let's go to the Bubba problem with the haters. All right. There is no accountability of who you are. So if you're going to step up, you can do that to anybody. Then they they could this guy could be a perfect, outstanding father, and he sounds like he is. But because somebody might have a problem with him, maybe he owes him money, or or maybe maybe uh, he just doesn't like the guy, or the lady doesn't like the guy. Maybe it's an ex-wife, or maybe it's a, a long-lost ex-girlfriend that's jealous that he's got a family now. So now she can call and cause a lot of problems in his life. And maybe he doesn't do, you know, maybe he doesn't do a damn thing wrong. He's got his guns for protection. Uh, you know, maybe he likes to smoke some pot. And DCF rattles on the door because this stupid lady had a problem with him. And he's never hurt his children ever a day in his life. But they well, smell you can pot. Tell DCF that somebody's doing drugs and they will not drug test them. Just to let you know. I, I, I know firsthand. You know firsthand. Well. I do. It's 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 a uh, uh, well. I'm sorry, did you did you say how? Yeah, how? Please tell me how. Oh, uh, I just I know somebody uh, you know who had to call DCF on someone, and uh, you know I I don't really know the entire situation, but I do know that the uh, that this person told me that they you know informed DCF that you know this person may or may not be doing you know this and and you know. And, and that and this and that and you know and and I know a few situations where uh, you know it was disgusting or whatever you know I mean I meet a lot of people in what I do for a living um, but uh, in one particular case I remember uh, you know her saying I'm pretty damn sure that the you know that she's back on drugs blah 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 and they didn't do anything not a damn thing they went over the house you know they they wrapped with the mom for a little bit and disappeared into the night no problem and and that's to me that's the thing and that's the point is that I don't care if somebody calls DCF, uh, you know, about me, because I know they're going to come over to my house and they're going to see that me and my wife are wonderful, loving parents, uh, you know, best parents ever. As a matter of fact, I have a T-shirt that says so. No, I really don't, because that'd be terrible. But um, the, the point is, is that they'd come over here and they'd see a, you know, a normal home with normal people and and a normal TV and a normal Schwinn tricycle, and 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 they would disappear faster than they ever came. And you know what might happen to me, though, Shifty? They might come to my place and see my my nine eleven stickers and and my anti government books sitting on the shelf, and uh, they might put me on a list. Then they might take my may, might investigate me a little further because of that. And I don't have anything in my history that is a problem. But why should I have to be subject to that? Because somebody has a problem. I have an issue with. That. I guess my biggest, other than I don't like DCF to begin with. I think it's a bad organization. I don't believe in family courts. Family courts are illegal. Um, that's nowhere in the Constitution that they can make you pay child support and make you pay spouse support and all this other crap. So that's a whole other debate we can have a whole other evening. Uh, but I have a problem with anonymous accusers. If you really think what you're saying is so right and you don't have to worry, then you shouldn't be worried about if you're anonymous or not because that person should be going to jail. And it shouldn't be an issue. And you shouldn't be afraid to stand up. People are cowards and they hide behind everything. If you got something to say about somebody, you say it. And you make yourself known. That's just how I feel. Sorry. Well, sometimes I, sometimes I don't agree with you. Other times I do agree <laughs> with you. I think that 
that sometimes people are a little bit too careful where maybe uh, just standing up and saying something themselves may have solved the situation and nutting up a little bit and taking care of it yourself might be a good idea. I can't disagree with that, but other times I, I can't agree with you. I think sometimes it is necessary to make uh, a, uh, a an anonymous claim, and and I don't I don't know how um, I don't know how that can be uh, you know bettered to make sure that you know things like this don't happen um, because this guy, if he never had any problem at all with uh, with the, the local government, any problem with the local police. And he shouldn't be subjected to this kind of scrutiny within his family. But the lady didn't even investigate. Before talking to his children without his permission, which is another, a judge can't even talk to your children without your permission. You know, so that's a whole other offense of its own. But she didn't even check to see if the cops had ever been there. She didn't even make that phone call to the law enforcement to confirm that they had visited the house. Wouldn't that be the first step? You would think so, um, but you know, let's also look at who a, a lot of the DCF caseworkers are. A lot of them are entry-level positions right out of college um, with a bachelor's degree or and, trash uh, coming off of the off of um, food stamps and and, uh, and uh, assistance. Well, you got one I, extreme I or the other. You really do. For it. I think you have to have a degree, and I think it's an entry-level position. I could be mm-hmm. wrong. Uh, so because mm-hmm. of that, um, you have a lot of people that are. 21, 22 years old. I, I believe we have somebody not in our family, but close to our family <laughs> that works for DCF, actually. Don't we? Oh, man. I don't want to go there with her. Don't we? We, we don't have to say who or what or why or whatever. We uh, might know more than one. i get her on a phone and see who she agrees with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She'd be loving me right now. She'd want to take me out on a date. One thing is that she might snap your head off if you got into the whole food stamps white trash bit, but uh, might have hit a little too close to home for her. (laughs) That's just wrong. I don't want to go there. Wow. So keep that in mind, Shifty. Wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, But nonetheless, I mean, we're we're talking about people that are 21, 22 years old that are right out of college a lot of times. I don't know. The last DCF lady I saw was a big, fat black lady that was about 45 years old. Well, I mean, there are... And my history of dealing with family courts and... Because, and, and, remember, I have children out of wedlock up in New Jersey. I've been in and out family courts for 17 years. You know, so I've, I've actually had my share of dealing with family courts. And I've watched uh, situations go down many... I've had DCF called on me when I lived in New Jersey by uh, my kid's mother. Claiming that for, my for, father... For claiming it, that my father... Looking back on it? Claiming that my father, the DCF officer actually laughed about it, and it's not DCF up in Jersey. It's uh, um, shit, I forget what it is up there. But it's the Department of Kids. They they called in. They called the she she called in saying my father was a. <laughs> and when they show you pictures of my dad back at this time, you'll laugh also. My father was a drug pin, kingpin, and I was dealing for him. And uh, because my dad was in the radio business in Philadelphia for 30 plus years, and uh, this was in the, the, the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, so he wore his leather pants and he had the long, curly black hair. And uh, so we go in there, and of course, he actually looked the part when we went in because he had his long black trench coat on with his long, flowing black hair with his. He had to wear his a trench coat. His, his, his black, well, he was coming home from work. It all happened within a day. 
and his his black leather pants on and his black cowboy boots on, and we go strolling into DCF, not even knowing, not even knowing that he's being accused of being like the kingpin drug dealer of our small little town. Surprise! Wow. Awesome. Well, I think in New Jersey it's called the Department of Motherfucking Kids. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, let's. Uh, we're not going to take a break. I got a little Lee Camp I want to play, and I need a breather here for a sec. Uh, so let's listen to see what uh, Lee Camp has to say. We got no plans, no plans at all. Evil man's always transcending. Follow like sheep, swallow everything. Always simpletons or pretending. We got no plans. This is your moment of clarity from LeeCamp.net. Look, I have no problem with money. Who doesn't like money? good for buying things you're giving to a stripper who you want to spend more time with or buying things for a stripper friend or, or paying off a stripper when she knows too much or stuffing in a stripper's g-string you ever tried to tuck compliments or a, a poem in a stripper's thong it infuriates them so i have no problem with money well except for the fact that it's a measurement and we all treat it as if it's true wealth and the debt inherent in it is a huge issue that we hardly you get the point but anyway, money has its good side. It's undeniable that many great things have been created in the pursuit of cash. But when things are done only for money, purely for dollars, that thing ends up sucking balls. When movies are done only for money, you get the Transformers and Battleship and Fast and Furious and Emptiness in a pretty dress. When theater is only for money, you get Spider-Man the Musical and Legally Blonde the Musical and punch me in the throat and drag my earlobes over fossilized coral reef the musical. When technology is only for money, you get weapons for war, speakers and earphones designed to break after a hundred uses, and telephones that after one week are more obsolete than Jay Leno interviewing Pat Robertson. When medicine is done only for money, we get treatments rather than cures and prescription pills that cost more than blood diamonds. When healthcare is only for money, you get people yelling, let him die, at a poor person who needs a transplant. Political office only for money, you get the ripest group of well-dressed turd piles, snake oil selling snakes who would pawn their own child in exchange for a good rating from the gun lobby, yeast infections, obese conceptions, wrestling over who gets to be on Lucifer's side in the five-on-five Senate basketball game. Schooling only for money, you get for-profit scams indebting students to a lifetime of pointless, meaningless work they despise, placing their self-worth in a fantasy football game because they had their hope of affecting any small change in a tiny part of this world beaten out of them. Imprisonment only for money? We get countless millions locked away for petty crimes, destroying their lives for a bump in the prison industrial stock price. Armed conflict only for money. You get a state of infinite war. Why stop the gravy train, huh? Why, why, why kill the golden goose? Why take your fully loaded Glock of a cock out of the glory hole of an oil pipeline? Media done only for money? We get six propaganda-pushing conglomerates owning the entire landscape. Music only for money? Britney Spears mass-produced, auto-tuned, auto-written, possibly ass-produced, totally forgettable shit-fest, the soundtrack of a dying civilization. TV only for money? You get the Big Bang Theory. 
number one rated TV show. Making money our only motivation pushes us toward a civilization of war, imprisonment, and vapid nothingness. I'm not saying financial gain can't be a motivator, but why does it feel like we're getting to a point where it's the only motivator? That's been your moment of clarity. You can help this web series continue and get bigger by simply leaving a comment or giving this video a thumbs up. Also, I have live comedy shows coming up in Kansas City, Missouri, Des Moines, Iowa, Indianapolis, Indiana, and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Just go to leecamp.net slash schedule to find out about them and get tickets. And uh, please tell your friends if they live in those cities. Tell them to come out. Thanks a lot. Keep fighting. No plans at all. Evil man's always transcending. Ah, good old Lee Camp. Now, I don't always agree with everything he says. Um... He's he's got some great viewpoints on a lot of different things. Um, again, like I said, I don't always necessarily agree with him, but uh, he's funny as hell. Shifty, I I I gotta tell you, I like his yuckety uh, morning zoo. Uh, he, he has a little of that going on. It's it's uh, it's t- take your uh, take your Glock out of your what was the the take your uh, Glock dick out of the holster and the pipeline what was that I, I, I he talks so fast I couldn't possibly get it but it's like <laughs> you know it's it, everything he says is is, is is just absolutely friggin hilarious though the guy is is funny it's just uh, I, I get a kick out of his uh, I get a kick out of his diction yeah he, he definitely does put it well I got a weird echo going on all of a sudden over here Sound all right on your sound all right on your end still? Yeah, I'm sounding good. Hmm, that's weird. Okay, I just got a strange we, echo. We down really got to do some. Uh, we we really got to do some behind the scenes work on the Skype some, later. Uh, later. A little bit of tweaking. Probably tomorrow. Yeah, tweaking. A little tweaking. Does that sound weird to you too, honey? Is it, is it fine in your headphones? Don't tweak my nipples, buddy. But I'll tweak your Skype. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's like, it's like weird echo all of a sudden. That's yeah. weird. All right, anyhow, we'll, we'll move along. I can deal with an echo. Uh, echo. I'll reconnect and connect. No, I don't know. I don't know if it's you. Well, I guess we'll find out now. Oh, bye then. Bye, Shifty. We'll talk to you. Uh, is it gone? <laughs> no, it's still there. Anyhow, uh, we'll wait for Shifty to reconnect with us, and uh, we'll uh, we'll continue on here if I can find my mouse. Sometimes you lose your mouse, and it just uh, when you're working with two uh, two different uh, thingy thingies, you'll uh, you lose your mouse sometimes. I love your technical terminology. My on. technical te- terminology. Thingy thingies. My thingy thingies. Everybody knows what that means. Oops, well, I keep... Sorry, Shifty, I keep declining you. Call back again. Hit the wrong button. I'm going through a button issue Denied. here. Denied. <laughs> Denied. That's the other thingy thingy. <laughs> yeah, the other thingy thingy. I was hitting the wrong button, Shifty. Call me back. Call me back. Call me back. Well, that is really weird. Uh, all right, so I'm looking at uh, David Gregory Pierce Morgan under assault... Under assault over guns. <clears throat> did you did you hear about this one at all? I want Shifty back for this. Shifty, call me back. Thank you. <laughs> well, he's probably thinking, well, answer my call then. What, are you trying to ignore me or something? <laughs> you hung up on me like three times. <laughs> hey, you're telling me to call back. What the hell's wrong with you, you idiot? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What the fuck's wrong with you? Did you put... Put me on busy. I He's bad. Like, he could never be a receptionist. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept hitting the wrong button. Sorry, brother. I have that thing. Sometimes I just have a thing with hitting the wrong button. I really want to know where this echo is coming from. It's starting to drive me a little batty, honestly. <clears throat> All right, so, uh, Shifty, I got an article in front of me. It's from... Uh, okay. David Gregory. Yes, David Gregory and uh, uh, Pierce Morgan. 
Did you did you see this David Gregory story yet? No, I didn't. I do know that uh, Piers Morgan is up for uh, deportation, though, which I think is hilarious. Well, I want him deported well before uh, this. Uh, I hate that guy. He's annoying. You read that story, though, right? He's a giant tool. Yeah, he is a giant tool. Yeah, yeah, I read that story. Yeah, that's, uh, okay. that's a whole other issue in itself. Now, this one here, uh, last Sunday on... What was the show he was on? Meet the Press, I think it was. Uh, David Gregory was on Meet the Press, and they were... Talking, we're gonna end up in gun control now, guys. So I hope well, we're we're going into the t- we're gonna start talking gun control for this, and then the third hour. Oh man! Uh, so we're gonna get into that whole story. But they were off bashing gun control and how we need higher, bigger gun rates and all this other uh, get the guns off, no assault weapons, blah blah blah. So he goes in with a thirty-round clip on air for a AR-15 in the great state of Washington D.C which it's illegal to own, possess, or carry a large-capacity magazine. Well... You just said clip. Is it a clip or a magazine? Magazine, sorry. Yeah, it's a, it's okay. a magazine. So, so... He had a big boy magazine in D.C. Yeah, he had a big boy magazine in D.C. I seriously doubt he's going to jail, but the D.C. Police Department apparently has nothing better to do than examine whether he violated the city gun law. Uh, was the moderator... <clears throat> what the hell? Was the moderator of Meet the Press caught on tape armed and dangerous, literally liberating a few Slurpees from a 7-Eleven? No, he was waving a high-capacity ammunition clip, the air, uh, clip on air on the air while interviewing Wayne LaPerry, Le asking why, what, why he shouldn't be banned. Was it a stunt? Yep, an eye-catching one. Was Gregory being aggressive with the NRA chief or seeming to push gun control in, co- in a confrontational interview? All that is up for debate. But the police probe over what I assume was an empty ammo clip is a total waste of time. This is, uh, this is from a daily download thing here. <clears throat> the late word <clears throat> but the, oh, the, the late word that NBC requested and failed to receive permission from the police certainly complicates the matter, but I don't think Gregory was planning to commit any crimes. <clears throat> what all this demonstrates above all is that journalists are getting ensnared in political war over gun control. Even more absurd than a criminal inquiry into David Gregory is an effort by pro-gun enthusiasts to kick Pierce Morgan out of the country. His crime? Carrying on a passionate crusade for gun control. Thus, more than 68,000 people have signed petitions, signed a petition urging that CNN host be deported back to Britain. That's right. They are so outrageous about his perceived attack on the Second Amendment that they are willing to ignore the first by banishing Morgan for his views. <clears throat> I am going to defend Pierce Morgan. Of Pierce telling gun advocates, Larry Pratt, you are an unbelievably stupid man, aren't you? But raising the specter of the deportation is ludicrous. Morgan has been cheeky on Twitter saying, if I got deported from America for wanting fewer guns and murder, are there any other countries that will have me? The gun issue in the wake of Newton could not be more serious. The sideshow are anything but. So basically, the, 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 this Howard Kurtz, who wrote this article, um, is saying that even it's illegal, even though it's illegal to have a 30-round magazine, it's okay for David Gregory to have had one to wave in the face of a gun advocate to prove that they shouldn't be legal. Even though he was told by the police department he couldn't have it. And this guy says he shouldn't get in trouble for that. 
Make any sense? I think maybe his defense is uh, is a little off. I mean, his defense should be that, <clears throat> you know, if, if, if I'm this guy and I'm trying to do that, I mean, I, I certainly see the point uh, in wanting to have it. Uh, that being said, I certainly also agree with the D.C. police that it's illegal to have that in D.C. Um, however, um, you know, his defense uh, to the press and everybody else should be that he... Was you know that, that this was a, a you know a press event and it was a, a you know protected uh, you know by the freedom of the press because it was necessary for the story the way that he wanted to present the story um, you know you're not hurting anybody and you know we we certainly have seen our share of uh, journalists throughout the years uh, you know do stories on marijuana or LSD and 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 they you know commit crimes when they do that so uh, you know the freedom of the press to a certain extent I think. Uh, exonerates him from that problem, doesn't it? Nope. Does not. First of all... <laughs> Alright, so... <clears throat> let me see here. Let me try to... Let me try to... Try to put this into a, a terminology that would make... That would be acceptable or, or a good... Uh, a good example of what I'm thinking. Um, uh, Alright, let's look at the... When you see the news stories about the weed and stuff. Um, you don't ever see the people's face. They show somebody smoking a joint. Um, sure, they don't sign waivers and things like that, so they're really breaking the law when they do it. But the news agency is not at fault because they're not breaking the law. The news agency just recorded people breaking the law. They did not break the law. If they did have waivers and the police said, we need the names of those people you recorded, and they did not give them, then they would be breaking the law. This is actually the news agency breaking the law. Part of the news agency went and said, can we do this? The police said, no, you can't. And they went and did it anyway. If I called D.C. and said, I'm going to be traveling through D.C., I own an AR-15, I'm going to be carrying my magazines with me, is that okay? They would say, no, it's not okay, do not pass through D.C. Would they not? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So if I decided to pass through D.C. and I got pulled over with my AR-15 and my 30-round magazines and got arrested and my defense was, well, I called and they said I couldn't, but you know what? I had to anyway. What would they say to me? Oh, I mean, sorry about your luck. Right. So he has no defense. He broke the law. It's plain and simple. So, so even though he didn't even have the weapon, all he had was the magazine. That's what's illegal. High capacity magazines. So he didn't even have a weapon with him. So basically, all he had was a piece of metal with some springs in it, which I don't know. I mean, I'm probably going to get. Well, that's yeah, that's basically all it is. Well, yeah, that's that's basically all it is. The piece of you know shaped metal with a spring that's got a plastic plate that pushes the ammunition up. But in the state in the in the state of Washington D.C. and the whatever the hell D.C. is called. It is illegal to possess that piece of equipment. You don't even have to have the gun. You just can't even have that piece of equipment. Well, I mean, then that being said, uh, you know, I see media double park all the time. Should we tow their vehicles? Are, are they parking illegally? Have they been ticketed to the point uh, that they should yeah, be towed? all the time. Well, I, I see the president's motorcade go through red lights all the time. Oh, see, now there's an exception in the law for that. Okay. And actually, the, the, that's the funniest thing. And most people don't know this, and they, maybe they've changed it since. But when I used to drive ambulance back when I was younger, 
Um, do you know the only the, what, the only vehicle, the only vehicle in the continental United States or in, in the United States that can run a red light legally? An ambulance. No. A post office truck. A post office truck. The mail must go through. The only vehicle allowed to legally run a red light is a postal truck. They're also legally allowed to speed if they need to. Yep. Ambulance is not legally allowed to speed. Say again? Federally, there's an exception written into the law for mail trucks. Yes. Yes, dude. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now, there might be one about the motorcade. I never looked that far. I know at the time of my training um, that law enforcement are not allowed to run red lights. You know, the, the, the emergency lights that we see on emergency vehicles, ambulance, fire trucks, cop cars, um, I guess that's really the most of them. Uh, the Ghostbusters, I don't know. Um, those are only con- considered courtesy lights. They are not get-the-fuck-out-of-my-way lights. They are actually just called courtesy lights. It means I'm going somewhere it's an emergency. It'd be nice if you moved. Right, and they're there more for legal protection of the law enforcement and the ambulance and the fire truck, as well as the siren. Because if a, if a fire truck, and I, as, under my training, as an ambulance driver, if I was to run a red light and I did not, ha- and I did not proceed through the intersection properly, meaning lights and sirens both going, come to a complete stop before proceeding through the intersection. If I just blew through that intersection or I didn't have my siren going, I would be at fault for that accident that would happen. <laughs> That's how screwed up our, our society is, too, that mail getting delivered to you in a timely manner is more important than emergency personnel getting to someone that's having a heart attack or dying on their living room carpet. How am I supposed to get my EBT card in time if you're worried about that person? Yeah, right? Exactly. (laughs) But you you see the point of what I'm talking about legality. Yes, he broke the law. Whatever Whatever the punishment is for that, I would get you would get, Lexi would get, any of our listeners would get, why shouldn't he get it? I mean, I don't think that... that I, I, see, here's the thing. is, I don't think that he's innocent. What I'm saying is, is I kind of don't understand why, you know, it's even really that much of a problem. And something that's, 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 that's taped or, you know, cameraed to go out nationally... Uh, and especially something like Meet the Press, like an institution like that, I just kind of don't see the point in, 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 you know, nitpicking over something so tiny. Because you you have to follow the laws of where you're at. That's like with Can of Fornication, Blind James' show that uh, will begin next week. He just got done fighting the same cold I did. Uh, that's why he wasn't on the night, guys, but he will be back next week. Uh, that's why they can get away with dabbing on air why they can get away with smoking pot on air, consuming edibles on air, because it's legal in their state. Now, why do you think uh, allegedly it's done other places and it always has to be addressed as allegedly? Because it's not legal where they're broadcasting from or where these individuals are broadcasting from. So it has to be allegedly. Say again? I said that and they're not doing it. Allegedly. Well, it's allegedly. If they are or not, but that's why it has to be allegedly. Because they can't say they are or aren't. And it's all theater of mind. So silly. It is silly, but it's all theater of mind. But you, you see what I'm saying? Following where I'm going with that there, Grandpa. Well, but what about, 
you know, uh, somebody like 60 Minutes does a story on, uh, you know, marijuana, and, you know, they, uh, you know. Well, then again, I mean, I guess usually they're going to labs. I mean, what about these labs that did do all the studies on cocaine and marijuana and LSD and ecstasy? Well, they would have to have, they would have to have um, some kind of governmental permission, uh, some kind of governmental grant. Some kind of study it's for release. Science. Yeah, I mean, you know, look at the labs that work on anthrax. You know, they have to have some kind of uh, release or government permission to do it. Control. Usually, they use money. I think just for though. fun, I'm going to write the government and say, "Hey, dude, can I study ecstasy? <laughs> <laughs> I got a study I want to do. Love shifty. Love shifty. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Grant would be great. Yeah, right. It's amazing how uh, how how things can be manipulated, changed, and done the way they want it done. Um, it's just something that's another one of those bureaucracies that we deal with that don't need to be there with all the extra laws. Listen, guys, we're going to the third hour. Uh, join us, 941-421-0401. I see uh, we got J.J. Riley, uh, Mallard, and a bunch of other guys in the chat box. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing what else we can do in the next hour.
This is Michael J. Murphy from Why in the World Are They Spraying? You're listening to The First 
Welcome to the third and final hour of the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. <clears throat> like to take some phone calls, you guys out there, you want to join us, give us a phone call, give us a holler, give us a shout. We've got Lexi here in the studio with me. Hello. Uh, of course, we got Shifty on the other end. I am uh, I'm Dark Max Shifty tonight. <laughs> Dark Max Sh- Ma- Dark Max Shifty tonight? Yeah, I don't I don't sound like me, it's... it's uh, cell phone Willie. Uh, you uh, sound Madden crazy. Fish. Yeah, I was questioning why you're on your phone because I missed the first hour and I just got it. <sighs> hands in the air. <laughs> Sorry, I'm playing with music right now. You having fun there? A little bit. <laughs> the little thing. I get amused sometimes easily. The shiny objects passing me by. Sometimes. All right, let's move along. Let's you know my favorite part of that song? What's that, Pajifty? The part you just what turned gotta, down. What do I got to do? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, I do know just what you're talking about. That echoes you back gotta, again. You got to shake that rump to break the structure up. Shake the rump to break the structure up. Ump. Ump. Up. That's, up. That's what the man says, Zach de la Roca. Zach de la Roca. De la Roca. Yeah, I'm uh, guys nine four one four two one zero four zero one. You want to join us? Calls will come through. I don't know what Shifty was talking about earlier because I've been calling myself. No, it, it, here's here's the deal. Since you asked, um, okay. The deal is is that it, the phone is busy. If uh, you connect with a Skype name, the Skype. If I try to connect you right now, I click on the little call button, mm-hmm. and you don't see it, and it goes bang busy. But if I call from another cell phone, it comes right through. So anybody can call in at 941-421-0401. There you go. So make sure if you want to join us, join us. Give us a holla. And uh, tomorrow, maybe during the afternoon, you might hear a random um, screw-around show. So uh, I think we're going to work on issues. We might go live for a little bit tomorrow to try to work out some issues. Oh, really? Yeah. Sounds kind of fun. Yeah, it might just, it's just going to be a fool-around. So it won't be anything really intelligent, That'll guys. be really interesting you with a house full of people tomorrow. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be fun. I forgot I had family coming over. Making we'll do dinner. an NFL show. Yeah, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. A, a, You'll have some Bubba Chicken dip. Cowboy show, if you will. Yeah, I got, we're having a, we're having a, making homemade tortellini, Alfredo with chicken, and a Bubba Chicken Dip. <laughs> mm. ah. Yummy. All right, so we said we were to talk gun control, gun plans, gun this, gun that, gun everything, in this uh, lovely 
third hour of the first 52. Excuse me. The first thing I want to address, in case nobody's seen or heard of this yet, uh, United States Senator Dianne Feinstein. Have you heard about her uh, her bill she's putting the Congress or uh, Senate in January? Shifty. No, I haven't, Sean. No, you haven't. <laughs> That's right, because I didn't send you the articles today, did I? <laughs> no, you didn't. It's jacked. Sorry. My evil laugh. I'm working on the evil laugh. If you guys can't tell, I've, I've, I've decided to cut my drinking down during the show, and I've noticed a big improvement in my uh, my comical level, I guess. I don't know. I, yes, I see. Your sobriety is startling. <laughs> Too You're an angry drunk. Is that what I just heard you say? <laughs> and I'm a, goofy, I'm a goofy sober person and an angry drunk, yes. Uh, so in January, Senator Feinstein will introduce a bill to stop the sale, transfer, importation, and manufacture of military-style assault weapons and high-capacity ammunition feeding devices. <clears throat> uh, summary of the 2013 legislation. Following is a summary. Ugh, let's try that in English. Following is a summary of the 2013 legisla- legislation. Bans the sale, transfer, importation, or manufacturing of 120 specifically named firearms. Certain other semi-automatic rifles, handguns, shotguns that can accept a detachable magazine and have one or more military characteristics. What that means by a military characteristic shifty would be a folding stock, a flash suppressor, a bayonet mount, a carry handle, a dust cover. Uh, what else would be falling under that? Uh, probably, I would have to say a, a a rail supporting system, meaning the rails can easily interchange um, sights, scopes, different flashlights, things like that. Uh, so that, that's uh, would be Do my. Do they have an explanation as to what sort of you know situation they propose will happen out of all of this like what is what is yeah good people well what'll happen is good people won't have guns and the bad guys will still have the guns they 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 seem to believe that by doing this bad people won't have guns anymore or won't have the high-powered guns anymore so certainly they don't think that that's that's what they think ridiculous so let me continue the uh the uh the summary here uh, military style characteristics and semi-automatic rifles and handguns with a fixed magazine that can accept more than ten rounds, which means my three hundred three in there yes. would also be illegal. What? Yeah, it accepts more than ten rounds. Actually, it's not even a. Oh, it's not a semi-automatic though. It's a bolt action, so that that would be legal. So I take that back. Uh, it strengthens the nineteen ninety four assault weapons ban and various state bans by. <clears throat> Moving from a two-characteristic test to a one-characteristic test, eliminating the easy-to-remove bayonet mounts and flash suppressors from the characteristics test and banning firearms with thumbhole stocks and button, button, bullet buttons to address attempts to work around prior bans. So the bayonet and flash mount, uh, or flash suppressor, is no longer one of the characteristics. Banning, fi- uh, I read that, um, bans large capacity ammunition feeding devices capable of accepting more than 10 rounds, which means my 9mm would be illegal, because that takes 15, uh, 13 rounds. And it's a semi-automatic. This accomplishes nothing. I'd Protect well, and and also anything you. Well, let's me finish here. Protect 
protects legitimate hunters and the rights of existing gun owners by grandfathering weapons legally possessed on the date of enactment, exempting over 900 specifically named weapons used for hunting or sporting purposes, and exempting, exempting <laughs> antique, manually operated, and permanently disabled weapons. <coughs> what are you laughing about? Basically, they're saying we're going to really waste your time with a lot of bullshit right now. Well, that's what the government's there for, to waste your time with a lot of bullshit. Haven't you figured that out yet? I Come on now. Where's Steve when we need him? Four Toad, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. How do you go crazy? Uh, <coughs> oh, I'm sure he is. It. Uh, if, he's, if he hasn't slipped on the tile at the house he's watching yet, then... <laughs> <laughs> Frolicking around the pool and taking pictures in the living room. Oh my god! Fireplace. Hell is gonna freeze over. It's gonna freeze over soon. Buzzard Bob figured out how to use the chat box. Holy shit! Holy shit! Oh, I'm going. Buzzard! Hold on, I gotta get the chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I just brought up the chat box and I see Buzzard Bob's in the box with us. Nice to see you, Buzzard. Thanks for listening, brother. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go chat with Buzzard. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Where was I? Exempt manual disable weapons. All right. Requires that grandfather weapons be registered under the National Firearms Act to include. Here's the fun part. So for me to keep my 9mm with my 13-round clip, I have to, which I've already had most of this done, to be honest with you. Uh, f- uh, National Firearms Act to include background check of owner and any transferee. Type and serial number of firearm. Positive identification, including photograph and fingerprints. Certification from local law enforcement of identity and that possession would not violate state or local law. And dedicated funding from the uh, dedicated funding for ATF to implement registration. So you got to pay to keep your shit. Give them your picture. Give them a picture of the gun. All the fun stuff. Like it, don't you? That's some good stuff. That's some good stuff coming. And that's just the summary. I mean, that's not the bill. It's a waste of everyone's time, basically. I know. It's so just... And and then, of course, afterwards, they have a bunch of studies supporting what they're saying. That can go that way. Why am I being bleeped on on our chat box? What? Why why am I being bleeped out? I know. know. Why is that happening right now? I don't know. Shifty, or not shifty, uh, salty. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I got all these people I got to yell out to. <laughs> Faja, fix it. Obviously, we have a uh, we have a uh, a uh, a uh, censorship issue in the in the Raz Radio Live chat, guys. Sorry, curse away. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's just too funny to see. Uh, I can't believe that I tried I tried to use a, a seven dirty word, which I never do. It was a special occasion. And I get censored by you, of all people. <laughs> oh, disable censorship. There's a button. Oh, is there? Where's that yeah. button at? I don't know. I'm going to put uh, in every curse word I can right think of. Oh, I got it. Thing. I got it. Maybe if I do that, maybe that'll fix it all. Okay, well. Anywho. Let's look at who this lady is, though. Diane Feinstein. Do you know, do you know where she's from? Uh, California. Democrat, California. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, are you done with your article? Because I have something I've done that I think is very interesting about Ms. Feinstein. Yeah, go ahead. Have at it. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Directly from Ms. Feinstein's website, or found these words. This is directly from examiner.com. Directly from Feinstein's website, or found these words. Quote, requires that grandfathered weapons be registered under the National Firearms Act to include background check of owner and any transferee, type and serial number of the firearm, 
positive identification, including photographs and fingerprints, close quote. These words mean that if a citizen currently legally owns a firearm, that will become illegal after the bill is passed, and that citizen may have to turn over their firearm to authorities. Uh, unquote, can you see uh, Can you see Fortoed now going to the local office to turn in a gun? <laughs> uh, requote, uh, unless it is on the list of weapons that would be grandfathered in, a list that is limited in scope, and if that weapon has been grandfathered in, the citizen will have to register it and undergo a background check with fingerprinting in spite of the fact that the citizen has already legally entitled to own and possess that weapon without a background check and fingerprinting prior to the approval of the new law. Thus, inherent in the enforcement of this law, there will be uh, three items that are sure to incite the rage of gun owners across the country. Many guns, including certain handguns, will be banned. Uh, thus, those particular guns will be confiscated. If you intend to keep them legally, they'll have to be grand on the grandfathered list, and you're going to under need uh, need to undergo another uh, background check and fingerprint. Uh, this is ridiculous. The Democrats in the Senate already have enough votes to pass this bill if they want. Yeah, it's a sad day that we're seeing here, man. It really is a sad day. Anybody, uh, just I mean, I, just leaner, hey, guys in the chat box, if you want to get rid of those little asterisks, there's a little. Uh, thing on the right there down by the smiley faces to turn it off it's 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 uh you guys can change it and fix it yourself little smiley face disable enable censorship i clicked on that it didn't it works for me i'm well i'm partially getting people's stuff now i clicked on it and i put up every curse word i could think of and it still didn't (laughs) work this this whole thing with feinstein all these people i mean it's just ridiculous um there's no reason let's go back to the whole issue Guns didn't cause this problem. A mentally deranged person that wasn't treated properly or that was treated with medication that did more damage caused this. The gun didn't go into the school and shoot the kids. The gun did not go in the movie theater and shoot the, the, the people in the movie theater. gun did not go in the mall. Speaking of, while we're on this, uh, I got other articles here, but let's, let's address a gun doing good. Um, if I can find the damn article. i got so many stinking articles There's here. There's just the one... Just the one. Good, well, no, there's good a lot of good story. story. Here's here's an article out of the middle of America. Uh, a gun shot a lot of deers today that fed a lot of families that otherwise wouldn't eat. End of story. Yep. Uh, good story. Website uh, shifty.com. <laughs> so, well, hey, how about how about Chicago hitting its 500 homicide for the year, uh, breaking its all time high? Or no, not breaking its all time high, but it's the highest it's had since the 90s. Um, and guess guess what? Guess 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 what the person the 500th person was killed with a gun. Guess what? Guess what's banned in the state of in in Chicago? Guns. Whoa. Hello. What? Are you serious? Yeah. But you're not supposed to have those. There. But you can still kill kill people even if you're not oh supposed to have God, them. Oh my God, you're crazy. That's not. That can't be true. And the poor guy probably uh, might have been carrying a gun if he was allowed to. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe but they're so scary. They kill people. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's just. And it's all social engineering. Uh, it's just, uh, it's just, it's sad. It's it's sad that we're allowing these people to do this. So let's go to a good story. That actually hit me that time. Sorry, I throw the articles over my shoulder when I'm done with them. And Lexi, I guess that one kind of got caught in the winds. Guess what I get to do when we're done here? I get to pick them up. Isn't that fun? <laughs> yeah, JJ brought up a great point. Rom, how's that uh, gun ban working for you there? <laughs> Yeah, gun bans never work. All these shootings all have happened in gun-free zones. Uh, it's just uh, how it works. And it's hilarious, too, you know, when you get into situations where guns are, in fact, banned. 
uh, gun crime, gun-related crimes, skyrocket in damn near every scenario. So what the hell is the thought process here? Um, and this is America... Uh, we're supposed America? to have guns. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, why is this being debated right now? Uh, I... <coughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, excuse me, guys. I had a... Remember, I'm still fighting this cold off. Uh, I'm sure a couple people in the shout box there, in the chat box there, uh, are, are fighting it off still themselves. I know uh, Wags is in there, and he had it for a while. This cold has been... I'll tell you what, man. Today is the first day I felt great. Like, I actually feel like a human being again. And uh, it was honestly one of the worst colds I've ever dealt with in my life. I, it was just unbelievable. Um, it's because it wasn't a cold. It was the flu. Yeah. It was, well, yeah. Man, it I was know. You keep calling it a cold. It uh, was well. not a cold. It was death. Yeah, it was death, <laughs> all right. Ugh. It was horrible. And I guess a lot of people around me have it. Everybody that I know has it. Um, like I said, that's why Canafornication didn't go down tonight because uh, Blind James has it. Um, so it's it's just horrible. Uh, the one I think. I, I remember, go ahead, Chef. I remember you asking uh, at the beginning of the show uh, while we were having terrible technical difficulties, and I forgot to address it uh, whether or not I had gotten anything. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm really not bragging because I'm really actually quite scared of this cold. I've been sanitizing the shit out of everything. Uh, but uh, I've been fortunate thus far. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm really scared of it, though. It freaks me out. This, like, this uh, peaks my, uh, my uh, 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 what do you call that stuff, the anxiety. Oh, yeah, yeah. You better go take some more pills I, for that shift. Are you, like, I a hypochondriac or something? I eat out of restaurants less during this time of year because it freaks me out. Uh, the, the idea of my, my toddler getting the flu and... and, and you know, not making it or something just like keeps me up. At what night. the hell? Yeah, honey, we're gonna we're gonna have a long Your vaccine child show. Die with, from the flu, man. He might die from the flu shot that you got, though. What? People die from the flu. Wait a minute, you got your you took your kid to get a flu vaccine? No. Oh, you scared me. <laughs> Why'd you even say that just then, Sean? I didn't. Oh. No, I Sean said that. Did. Sean said you took your kid and subjected it to lethal poison. Is what he just said. I thought you flu shotted your child. Flu shotted? No, no, <laughs> I did not flu shot my child. Oh, yeah. okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. I thought you awesome. said you had. Mm-mm. So, uh, um, go ahead. No, I mean I have before, and um, oh. you know I pretty much just do what the doctors tell me to do. Honestly, wow, it's the worst that thing. Scares you can do. me. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I'm I'm serious. Oh, I'm a great man. doctor. I like him. I let him do what he wants. Holy shit! Buzzard wanted you, to, or not Buzzard? Uh, Red wanted you to know that flu shots are twenty-five at all. Was all greens? Just yeah, make, just make sure. You them too. <laughs> read the insert first. That's all. That's all I say. Get the shot if you want the shot. Just read the insert. Read. Hey, it. you know, I mean, listen. They, they, you know, the Lexapro, you know, has this, probably the same exact side effects. The Lexapro. Possible. Lexapro. Why that was on Lexapro for? Prozac. Some. Oh, pro- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Viagra, aspirin. Hey, do you know what the do you know what the main ingredient in Prozac is? What's that? Fluoride. Did you know that? Well, you know, I'm sure that somewhere along the line, somebody had a stroke when they got a blowjob. So, should blowjobs come with a warning that says that you know you're going to die of a heart attack when you get a blowjob? No, 
But then again, somebody's not chemically producing that, and that doesn't go into your brain and change your layout of the your fucking brain. It's not prescribed, regulated, and monetized. That could possibly have. Well, it is monetized. Yeah. Blowjobs are monetized. I mean, they're not. <laughs> they are. Are you kidding? Blowjobs are monetized in every relationship throughout this country. <laughs> every relation. I wasn't going down the relationship path. I was just saying you could buy a blowjob if you wanted one. But all right, if you I wanted... never had a, I never had a blowjob in my life that wasn't monetized. Who's kidding who? <laughs> wow. Well, all right. Anyway, uh, well. we were going to talk about the concealed carry hero in the Portland Mall. Um, Moving right along. Such a segue there. (laughs) (laughs) Most people haven't heard this story or don't pay attention to this story. It is a long story. I I read the whole thing, and I'd like to be able to read the whole thing. And then as I'm sitting here going, I'm not going to have time to read this whole thing. It's really long. Uh, Basically, I I believe we touched on last... Honestly, guys, last Saturday's show was a total blur. I don't even know what the hell we talked about. Uh, That's how sick I was in the middle of that show. I should have never attempted to do a show that night. Um... But um, basically, this gentleman, uh, you remember the Portland shooting in the mall like two weeks ago, I believe it was? 50? You told me? Yes, I do. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There, one hurt, I believe? Uh, two, well, I believe there was two killed and uh, two injured, if I'm not mistaken. The, oh. the, the shooting was actually stopped by a man who had a concealed carry. Now, this article I have is from uh, EasyBakeGunClub.com, and um, they went out and they interviewed the four people that had gone to the mall together that day, one being the concealed carry guy, and they went to meet um, one of the girl's boyfriends who was um, worked at the mall. The funny thing that I found in this article is they talk about there was an active shooting drill the night before the shooting. So that's always, A, a sign of an issue. Um, the guy drew down they were on the second level of the mall the guy was uh, firing his weapon shooting at people it's it's his gun jammed the other gentleman pulled his weapon pulled his weapon bared down aimed at the other gentleman at the shooter he never pulled his trigger because he didn't have a clear background uh, as a shooter, as a trained concealed carry owner. Uh, one of the first things you're taught is to know your target and know your background. That way, uh, you don't injure anybody accidentally. You always want to make a clean, good, safe shoot. So he never fired, but he made eye contact with the shooter. And he kept his gun trained on the shooter as he moved through the mall, trying to unjam his gun. He then took himself into the stairwell, the shooter, the the bad guy, went down the stairwell and shot himself. So basically, an armed person put fear that this guy was not going to be able to continue on and made him go kill himself to end the shooting. Uh, It would have been nice to know that the guy pulled the trigger and killed the bad guy, but the bad guy's dead, so that's all that matters. But the article's a really good article because they really get in depth with the actual story of what happened. Uh, I'm going to post this up at Raz Radio Live. I'll get try to get it up by tomorrow for you guys. i got to refine it because I printed it and then closed it down. I just found it very, uh, I found it very impressive and uh, very well written the way they covered it. 
So I'd like everybody to take a chance or, or take the time the next couple days to either find this or read it. Uh, the title of it is Concealed Carry Hero at Portland Mall, The Full Story. And it's, uh, like I said, the EasyBakeGunClub.com blog. So uh, take a peek at that and uh, give the whole article. It's a long, lengthy article, but it's well worth the read. So with that said, that's just a reason why we should have guns. Oh, there it goes. Every time you, on every, the floor. Every time you say that, all I can hear is EasyBakeOven.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a really, really good article. Really well-written article. Again, um, it shows the positive side of gun ownership. You know, they everyone wants to think that... Uh, you know, we're gonna just because you own a gun and you have a concealed carry permit, you carry that gun that you, you think you live in the wild west. Most concealed carry permit holders don't want to pull their gun. That's the last thing they want to do. If they're trained properly, if they've got a good head on their shoulders, then that's the last thing you want to do is pull that weapon, because you know when you pull that weapon, somebody's gonna die. And that's the way it should be. I mean, you know, if you're gonna pull the weapon, somebody's gonna die. And that's the way you have to think of it. You know, every time we talk about this, um, which has been, I think, uh, three weeks now. Yeah, uh, maybe know, even and, more. And, and, and we talk about it because it's a hot-button issue in America. We don't, you know, and, and me and you talked about this personally today. You know, it, it's, it's something that, you know, even we want to get away from, but it's, very much every single day thrown in our face and we have to talk about what we're hearing about. I mean, that's, you know, uh, as people who are here to help inform, that's, you know, what our job is, is to talk about what the news is talking about and talk about what our politicians are talking about and talk about what our news magazines are talking about. That's that's what we do. And, um, you know, so... Every week, though, uh, that we that we talk about this because America's still going through this. I'm going to tell you, I don't think this is a problem. I really don't. I think that maybe there's 500 murders in Chicago this year, but maybe there's less murders in Iowa, uh, where Buzzard is, and 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 maybe there's uh, you know less murders in D.C. In fact, I know there is because I remember in 2005, I believe it was, there were more murders in downtown D.C. than there were in Baghdad, uh, including military deaths. Mm-hmm. So, my, my point to you is is that I really just don't believe that even mass shootings are on the rise. I believe that um, you know every time something happens nowadays that involves a gun in a place that is not an apartment or a crack den, uh, we go crazy about it nowadays. Like we talked about last week with the Wikipedia. When I went to the Wikipedia site, uh, all that was listed there was every single thing that happened in a school. Remember, we had one that was listed where nobody even died. There was a few suicides listed, and then there was one where nobody even died, and I told you that's not a, you know, that's not a school shooting, that's a fight. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I kind of remember that a little bit. got punched in the mouth, and next thing you know, it's on Wikipedia as a, as a, as a statistic. As school it's violence. Insane. Yeah. Well, then that's what they do. That's how they make this stuff seem so so uh, more more blown out of proportion, is, is they they take out certain factors or they change wording so it's not school shootings it's it's uh it's school violence or uh you know school School assaults or school deaths or whatever you know massacre yeah school massacres well like we said you know we had that uh that the the biggest one ever was the uh what was it the the 
Oh, um, Columbine. No. Oh, you're talking about the, uh, the, the bath? The bath one, one, the bath, yeah. Yeah, that one. That was, it was a explosions, yeah. Yep, exactly. You know, and and uh, they don't talk about that when we're talking about school deaths. Well, that was the most school deaths ever. It didn't have anything to do with guns. They didn't have to outlaw explosives. Matter of fact, explosives were probably already outlawed at the point in time. Just like guns, just like the the the, the assault weapon used was banned in, in Connecticut at the time of the shooting. Uh, it fell underneath the grandfather clause. Blah blah blah, but. Has the thought crossed anyone's mind that maybe teachers and staffs at schools and other areas should be heavily armed, or would that bother you? Me? Or heavily should... armed? I don't know. Would I that wouldn't bother, bother me. anybody? I don't, I don't... Here's my deal, and actually, that's a good... good. Uh... I'm sorry. Do you want me to take heavily armed out and just say armed? Yeah, armed. Does it make a difference? <laughs> well, heavily um, armed would be three guns, you know, armed would be one gun. So let's just say armed. But that brings me right to uh, retiring Ron Paul. Retiring Representative Ron Paul becomes first Republican to rip uh, NRA's plan for armed guards at school. Says that it would create, and here's that word again, Shifty, Orwellian surveillance state. We've talked about that a lot tonight. Orwell has come up a lot in this evening. Uh, This is from LewRockwell.com. Ongoing Republican, uh, ongoing, outgoing Republican Senator Ron Paul from Texas took on the National Rifle Association this week, arguing that gun lobby, gun lobby's recent proposal to place armed guards at every U.S. school is just another kind of violence. In a statement released Monday, uh, released Monday, the uncompromising libertarian lawmaker said that the federal government should not try to pursue unobtainable safety and claimed that the Democrats and Republicans have zero moral authority to legislate against violence. This is the word of government providing security. The wor- uh, this is the world of government providing security. A world far too many Americans now seem to accept or even endorse. The 77-year-old <coughs> congressman wrote on his website, School shootings, no matter how horrific, do not justify creating an Aurelian surveillance state in America. Paul, who is retiring from Congress next week, is the first Republican to publicly criticize the NRA's proposal, which was unveiled last Friday in the aftermath of the Newton, Connecticut school massacre that took the lives of 26 people, among them 20 children, Fox News reported. Uh, Wayne LaPierre, the CEO of the the powerful gun lobby, pushed for federal funding needed to revamp the national school security with idea of posting armed guards outside every school as a centerpiece of the plan. The only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun, LaPierre said during a press conference in D.C. The famously independent-minded congressman, however, forcefully disagrees with the NRA's approach to the problem of gun violence. While I certainly agree that more guns equal less crime and that private gun ownership prevents many shootings, I don't agree that conservatives and libertarians should view government legislation, especially at the federal level, as a solution to violence, the veteran lawmaker noted. Paul unfavorably compared the plan to airport security procedures, wondering whether Americans really wanted to live in a world of police checkpoints, surveillance cameras, x-ray scanners, and warrantless physical searches. The congressman also cited people in the left who have been demanding or, I'm sorry, the congressman also ch- ch- chided people on the left who have been demanding that lawmakers tighten gun restrictions. The lawmakers insist that new laws 
will do nothing to prevent a mentally ill person from opening fire. Paul suggests the real change can happen only when the U.S. makes a commitment to rebuilding civil society based on family, religion, and free market, not through passing new, increasingly restricted laws. Okay, so then I have a question. Even if it is a mentally ill armed person, do you think they're going to be more likely to go into a gun-free zone or into a building that they know have staff members that are armed? Okay. I mean, do you not think that that would deter someone at least or at least stop them in their path while they're making their way through a school blasting round after round into innocent children? I mean, come on. All right, let's let's continue here. He's not he's not against guns being in school. He's against the government legislating that armed people have to be there. That's that's the difference. Once that happens, you now have mini concentration camps for your children. If you allow civil civilians, teachers who are legally allowed to carry guns, legally allowed to possess guns, to quietly and incons- in unknowingly carry these weapons in the school. That's right, the way really. I feel it should happen. Rightfully, Rightfully so. quietly, unknowingly. Um, uh, describing the call for more gun controls, understandable but misguided. <clears throat> Paul wrote that the government is incapable of creating a world without risks. Only a totalitarian, only a totalitarian, <laughs> only a totalitarian society would even claim absolute safety as a worthy idea, because it would it would require total state control over its citizens' lives. He wrote. We should settle for substitute. We shouldn't settle for substituting one type of violence for another. So, his biggest thing is it being legislated that it's required to happen. And I, we had this debate last week, Shifty. I believe from my my foggy sickness from memory. Is that correct? Uh, we did. Okay. So I don't want to beat too far into it. So how would one allow for that to lawfully happen? Would you have to start up a private school and allow for your staff members to carry weapons? Well, at this point in time, yes, because any government building you can't carry a gun into. It's considered a... I like the idea... Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I really like the idea of uh, a teacher, now not mandatory... Uh, because again, like we talked about last week, uh, you know, I've dated a lot of kindergarten and first grade teachers uh, that probably shouldn't even have butter knives, much less guns. <laughs> um, but I like the idea of a teacher who chooses to have firearms uh, because you also never know. I mean, I've also uh, been around some very cute, tiny little, you know, five foot even, 90 pound chicks that, you know, carry like 45s in their waistband. Uh, that you would never, ever, ever, ever think. I mean, just, you know, the most girly girl type girly girls with like pink 45s. So, you know, nobody's ever going to know it. It'd be a, a lottery system for these people that want to uh, have acts of aggression towards children. Um, and uh, I, I think that it might help deter them. And I really, I'm not sure that I see much of a problem with it. And that being said, uh, I think that we should, uh, you know, have a very, 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 very harsh system of uh, repercussions for anyone that has any kind of an incident with their weapon in the school, uh, be it they uh, leave their weapon in their, their desk or not on their person or uh, you know bad gun care, something happens, some kind of incident, I think that should be dealt with harshly and swiftly. Um, but, I mean, I also, you know, I like the idea. Well, well, 
again, a, a properly trained concealed carry permit holder. Uh, and, of course, as we discussed last week, um, these people would more than likely they would volu- they they would have to go to the t- to the principal or to the superintendent of schools and say I'm going to I'm willing to and I want to carry um, they would have to take some additional courses in my personal opinion I, I would feel that there that there would have to be some additional training um, involved because the the basic CCW when you're now dealing with children and um, some different levels of of training is needed there I believe because your first Instinct uh, should still remain getting the children to safety. It shouldn't be the first thing you do is draw that gun and go chase after the person. Um, yeah, nobody wants John McClain from Die Hard in their classroom. Right? right, exactly. I mean, you know, you'd first secure the children in the in the coat closet of the classroom or whatever it be, um, whatever the whatever the training be. There have to be additional training. But your your scenario there of uh, you know leaving the gun on the table. If you're a concealed carry permit holder, that gun does not come out of your holster unless somebody's going to die or unless you're well, back at home and you're putting it away. Well, I also think, though, that, that that this should be done very covertly. I think that the only people that should know who these people are it should be just like when you go and get on an airplane and you don't know if that guy in the back of the plane, you know, the, the badass one looks like Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, you know, you don't know whether or not he's just, uh, you know, some MMA fighter that happens to be on your plane, or you know, or, or if the uh, the fat fuck sitting next to him happens to be a U.S. marshal. And I think it should be the same thing. I think nobody should know who it is that's carrying weapons, other than the superintendent and the principal. I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. Um, and, and, and and that way, and that way, nobody can target a classroom like this guy targeted a whole classroom, went in the classroom in Connecticut, closed the door behind him, and nobody left, including himself. Right. Well, and there's still still questions to be asked on this whole shooting. Um, I've, I, I've got a very lengthy article I didn't even get to read through, and it has nothing to do with tonight's show. Um, and it has to do with the whole uh, Sandy Hook shooting and uh, obviously my conspiracy side kicking in. Uh, as I get to dive into this a little bit more, I do want to Address the conspiracies of the the Sandy Hook shooting. Um, there there are a lot of them there, and I still haven't seen my freaking videos from the from the Colorado shooting of the guy going into the movie theater and or coming out of the movie theater or getting arrested in the back of the movie theater from the security cameras. And I still haven't seen, and I searched right before the show, uh, any pictures or video of this guy going into the school. And we know there was cameras in the school. So I want to see it. I want. I want to uh, still something before I'm going to say I believe the story that they're pandering out. I'm seeing too much out there saying it's not true or it's a false flag. Not that I want it to be, but unfortunately, these things turn into them a lot in our stupid world that we live in. Um, yeah, Sean. Yes. Don't. Going back to the uh, the NRA real quick, I mm. can't get over this, so I have to ask you this: Have you actually seen Wayne Lapierre? Oh yeah, he, yeah, I saw the the mortician picture going around, and I told I said this last week. I've always looked at the NRA as um, controlled opposition, and when they came when he came out with his speech, I was sick. Uh, I was like right in the beginning of the flu, so it was really bad. I just caught bits and pieces, and I was just happy to hear 
um, that he didn't call for any kind of gun restrictions or anything like that. And I didn't really listen to anything beyond that he didn't call for that and that he said armed people in the schools. Uh, but then after reading Ron Paul's uh, uh, speak about it and some of the other people I've listened to this week talking about what he said, I see the controlled op- opposition. I see the um, that was the way to get the in quotes TSA type organization into the schools. Um, so I, I never trusted the NRA. I would never join the NRA. I know my grandfather-in-law is part of the NRA. Um, and, you know, everything starts out with good intentions, with good ideas, with with good goals. Uh, there's many other organizations out there. Gun Owners of America is a, is a good organization. Um, uh, USCCC, I believe it is, United States Concealed Carry, or uh, something along, I believe it's USCCC. Uh, there is a that's a concealed carry organization that that um, you know is, is kind of like the NRA but not the controlled opposition side. So if you believe in your guns, find an organization out there that's not that large. Anytime you see these large organizations is when they become problems, and it's time and time again. It even turns. You look at the pharmaceutical industry. You know, the pharmaceutical industry was started to help people, and now, as Lee Camp was saying in his video earlier, it's just about making money. It's all it is now. It's not to help people anymore. Um, you remember uh, Change the Channel Shifty? I think you kind of are entertained by this guy also. <clears throat> Ring a bell at all? Yeah. Yeah, I thought you were entertained. No, by it's, it's the United States Concealed Carry Association, that's, the USDCA. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that, now that's one I would join. Uh, they're a good organization. I've I've uh, I followed him. I actually want to get. I think the guy's name is Tom or Tim, um, the director of it. I'd like to get him on one day and talk with him. Uh, this is from Change the Channel from about two weeks ago, so it's a little behind. But I just I love the way this guy puts news out. So we're gonna give him a listen. Uh, we'll wrap up the show after that. Let's see what uh. Our boy Change has to say. Oh, why is Change not talking to me? Oh, I know why Change isn't talking to me. Because you got to turn it on, stupid. Let's try that again. <laughs> State Department blames Assad for Al-Qaeda in Syria. What? Really? These wanks have the audacity to act as though it is in public domain that they gave them $200 million of our money. And that's against the law. They armed Al-Qaeda in Syria. And that's against the law. In your life, that any of these groups told us the truth about anything? Has there been a time in your life when it wasn't scandal after scandal after scandal? A time in your life that these turds weren't plotting and planning and scheming and scamming 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365.242 days a year around here? There wasn't. So stop acting like I'm making all this stuff up. I'm overreacting. I'm just paranoid. I'm pre 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 pre
hungry. Blah, blah, blah. Better stop paying attention, people. <laughs> Californians to get free Obama phone. Come on, man. Look, look, if we were riding high on the hog as a country money flying all around, yeah. But in case you haven't been paying attention, we ain't doing so hot. It's like during the recession in 08, 09, we spent billions on free. Nothing's free. HDTV converter boxes. Why then? Doesn't make any sense to me. Yes, we can. It's like if I had gotten a shutoff notice on my electricity and I didn't have enough money to pay. So I went out and blew to what I did have on some fine dining. This is what we have become, people. And we just kick on back for the ride, letting them drive. People firing up in Washington. People firing up in Colorado. I congratulate you on common sense. It's 2012. We've long already exposed the establishment's lies on this issue. They lie, as they always do. But they still coming for you. No doubt about that. And it will show once again how the federal government spits at the states. The people, we, the people, we, the people. It's a very clear picture that your vote really doesn't matter in their eyes. Do as we say when we say and how we say to do it. And the only thing that better come out of your mouth is asking how fast that they want it done. Or you can face the wrath. Not just buses, street lights are also recording conversation. Come on, man. I don't know about you people, but throughout my life I've witnessed a continuous escalation of these turds taking more and more of our rights away, never to be returned again. If it were graphed, that little red arrow would be like this. Well, thank you, child, if you got nothing to hide. Oh, come on, man. That rationalization doesn't fly. I happen to enjoy the privacy that I have left. And have learned through observations where this is all leading. Do you think that they're going to slow down at all? If you're ever going to see them removing those cameras, recording devices, TSA, military police in the street, collecting and filing your text messages, email, phone call, what you watch, when you watch, what you buy, what you sell, and what you think. All the while letting you consume things that can kill you. Promoting the spending of money you don't have, taking the little that's left over and putting it into the machine that enslaves us all. There's something to think about. I've changed the channel. And I'm out. But come on, man. What? Really? That's against the law. That's against the law. Uh, he's fast. He talks fast. That's against the law. He instilled anxiety in me. <laughs> I don't know if I could deal with that guy on a daily basis. Could you imagine? No, you definitely couldn't deal with oh him on a daily Lord. basis. I'd have to smack him. <laughs> what do you think, Chef? Hey, girl, you want to give me a sandwich? <laughs> oh, my God. That's against the law. <laughs> no, I like... Man... He puts funny, good videos across that get your attention. He gets a lot of information out in that little 350 that that was. And I just, I, I, don't know, I enjoy listening to him. Oh, it's 1153, Shifty. What's your thoughts for the evening? What's your thoughts for the week? What's your thoughts for, uh, hey, this is the last show of the year. Well, first of all, uh, I, I, I got to get to my point about Wayne Montier real quick. Uh, <laughs> You're still he on that? He's got to be one rugged son of a bitch. I mean, can you imagine? Well, the NRA, I mean, we, we can agree 90% of the NRA members are probably country music fans, right? Uh, I wouldn't go that far. 80? That's a little much. Yeah. You'd be 70? surprised. You'd be surprised. Let's say, let's say okay, 60. Okay, 70. No, 70 is fair. All right. <laughs> okay, so 70. Okay, so so this guy's got to be real rugged, okay? Can you imagine? Okay, be Wayne Lop here for me real quick. M- Mr. NRA President, it's nice to meet you. What's your What's your first name? Wayne. Oh well, that's a, that's a that's a fine name. What's your last name, Mr. Mr. Wayne? Lapierre. 
What did you say? <laughs> said La Prere. Did she, are, are you fucking French? You guys are kidding me. <laughs> I mean, did, 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 I, I can't imagine. I mean, the guy, he's probably the guy fra- he's probably from uh, New Orleans or something. New Orleans. He's in New nah, Orleans. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. He sounds weak to me. <laughs> he's controlled he opposition. He needs to have like a like a real name like like Butch motherfucking Dig or something, you know. <laughs> he needs to have like a man's name. He's got like he, he might as well be like like hi, my name's Stacy Lapierre. <laughs> <laughs> what were we gonna name Mikey, or what was your grandpa's idea for naming Mikey? My grandpa. Yeah. Um, uh, my my grandfather Richard, wanted Richard. Um. Oh, what the hell was it? Shit. And that's a strong man's name right there. No, it was funny, Mike, though. It, 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 strong. Dick. No, it was... It was um, Richard something, and it came out to be Dick Some Like, really funny as hell. I wish I could remember now. I can't remember. Uh, we'll have to try to... I'll try to remember for next week and tell y'all. It was it was funny as hell. It was, it was Richard something Raspatello, and it turned out to be Dick... And they were both... Both the first and middle name were shortable to another name. Shortable? Shortable. Maybe dick. Dick on your face, Rostatella. <laughs> dick on your face. Yeah, something like that. It was pretty funny. Either way, it didn't work out. <laughs> I'll have to ask him what it was. I can't remember for the life of me. And to wrap up the show this evening, um, you know, as we're seeing uh, uh, LA buybacks making uh, big outcome or big, big things, they got lines all over the place. Little do they report that California gun sales jump. Um, by by thousands. So uh, gun deaths and injuries have dropped sharply, short, sharply in California, even as the number of guns sold in the state has risen, according to state statistics. Dealers sold 600,000 guns in California last year, up from 350,000 in 2002. So uh, all this pushing and people are just buying more guns unless people are getting hurt and dying. Um, so say bye, Shifty. Bye, well, Shifty. Uh, I'll tell you what, a year ago, uh, in, in 2011, uh, radio was in the back of uh, my thought, and this is uh, the last time that I'm going to be doing it uh, for the year, and uh, I, I don't think I could imagine uh, everything that would have happened this year in uh, radio. It's been, it's been uh, wow, it's, it's been. <laughs> um, it's had its ups and its downs, mostly its downs, but uh, I'm just kidding, it's been great. Uh, and everybody that I've met, including you guys, has just been absolutely fucking amazing. Um, but the year's not over yet. I've got a high point tomorrow night. Uh, the Redskins are going to beat the Cowboys 24 to 10. Uh, good luck, weatherman. You know who you are. <laughs> and uh, hail to the Redskins. Hail oh, to the Redskins. No. And don't forget, tomorrow night, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., you can catch Kevin Harris, um, Jesse Moore on the Weekend Review. They'll be covering uh, just topics from the week and what's been going on in the world. Uh, they kind of do it a little more comical than we do. Or will you be joining them tomorrow, Shift? I usually try to call in, but uh, given that huge playoff-style Redskins-Cowboys game that's going on, um, maybe, maybe, but hell the Redskins nonetheless. <laughs> that's my thoughts exactly. <laughs> Remember, Lexi's a Dallas fan, though, bro. Oh, wait a minute. Are you a Dallas fan? Yeah, you're a giant D-bag in my book right now. <laughs> You and the weatherman. You and the weatherman. RG three is going to run wild on you tomorrow. <laughs> you and the weatherman, Lexi. You know I what? Make it a habit calling me that, son. I don't know what that's called, but you're not my friend anymore. 
I'm, I'm calling you tomorrow night after the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you better not. You'll be sorry. All right, guys. You've mm-hmm. been uh, joining uh, Sean Raz, Lexi Raz, and our buddy Shifty for the first 52 on Raz Radio Live. Love having you guys join us. Make sure you check us in the new year. Enjoy your new year. Have a safe new year. Get a designated driver. Stay home. Just be careful. We love you guys. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense. A weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns. Don't be afraid of mistakes. Emotions misplaced to love or to hate. I don't know what to do. We're all lost and confused. Just trying to get through in this world. Always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes. But it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace. What I'm trying to be real. They tend to be fake when I'm risking it all with no time to waste. Fuck this bad race. I'm leaving this place. It's time to blast off destinations made. With the sunset hung behind us and the universe to blind us from the moon, we'll watch the Free unguided through the beautiful, the silent with the light show from a passing UFO lost in the glow of the unknown. Please don't go. And I Day one, I've been in this alone With odds stacked against, I've been drowning in stress They said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left An old man once told me, Allie, don't ever look back Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death This is a test, just a frequency check For intelligent life, now's time to connect
Love you guys so much. Thanks. The first 52 is the bump diggity. Are chemtrail geoengineering programs changing our weather and destroying our environment? Why in the world are they spraying? They want to create a storm in the southeast. Then they'll start engineering out over the North Pacific. That's where the trailies will be. Find out why critics are calling Why in the World Are They Spray? The most important film that is revolutionizing the environmental movement. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's just going to get worse until the point where we're not going to be able to grow anything at all unless it's a Monsanto genetically modified abiotic stress resistant seed. Why in the World Are They Spraying? New international version with languages available from around the world. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's all about money, and weather is another form of commoditizing, a way the central command group can commoditize another form of our life. Why in the world are they spraying? And if you control the weather, you're going to control the planet. It's that simple. 